Oh, hello. That's the wrong. That's the wrong overlay. There we go. We're on the right one now. How's it going? What's up? Welcome to Adventures in Lollygag. I was trying to time it because Melissa said she needed to sneeze and I wanted to get her right. <laughs> As the sneeze was happening, I missed because I screwed up, but I put us on die for some reason. Wrong game. But hey, uh, we're Adventures in Lollygagging. We're playing Mothership uh, this afternoon, this evening, tonight, whenever this is. Uh, this is not the first time we've played Mothership. Uh, I think all of us uh, have played it at various points, uh, but it's the first time we played it in a while, I think. So that sh should be fun. Should be fun. Um, we are going to be doing, uh, it's not like a major campaign or anything, but it's probably going to be maybe two sessions, possibly three, but more than likely two sessions uh, as we gear up for a new campaign that we're probably going to start at the beginning of December. Uh, that's going to be probably Call of, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so um, so we're going to be doing just some mothership just for funsies uh, and, uh, and kind of go from there. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to ask, we're not going to do character introductions just yet. So just say who you are. And I'm just curious, how much do you remember how to play Mothership? So um, introduce yourself, Long. Who are you? How much do you remember of Mothership? Yeah, I'm playing a teamster named Chili. And I remember Mothership being very death heavy. A lot of people dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you die <laughs> yes, a lot, actually. though? Now that no, I, think I actually about survived. It, I was injured, I but I survived. survived. Yeah, he yeah. had a I foot cut off. He did have a foot cut off, and he had a he had a pet penguin uh, in the gradient descent campaign. I remember that. But I think you've That's actually survived. Right. It was death in space, different type, similar sort of themed game where you died because you decided to step into a black hole for reasons. <laughs> uh, my Trey, who are you playing? What do you what do you remember of Mothership? Uh, I'm I'm my Trey, and I remember. Very little, <laughs> but like long, the thing I remember is that it is death heavy, <laughs> and yeah. that yep. is probably one of the only things I remember about Mothership. Well, I, I, I did pick. It, I I did pick a very friendly uh, Mothership scenario, which that there probably won't be a very lot off of brand for you. That <laughs> I I don't know. If I believe you. <laughs> I don't really like to kill characters as much as I enjoy torturing them and just, just, well, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. Just like, like the almost them. killing. Yeah. yeah sure, almost killing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, introduce yourself and tell us what you remember of playing Mothership. Uh, I am playing uh, Torvu. Uh, I, I remember nine equates a headshot and I got three mm. of those. Yeah, um, couple by Steven. One by Steven, yeah. And then uh, one by an android. And then you were merciful and allowed me to re-roll, but the gods decided that it was going to stay a nine. I did. And then I think, you, I I think we burned woman. some audience fist. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was when I lived. Yeah, yeah Linda. Yeah. Lorraine. Mm -hmm. Lorraine, Lorraine, that's right. Did you play a Linda and something? You played a Linda and yes, something. I had a Linda. Was that Hunter, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, the one session that we met, Linda. <laughs> no, that was Diane. No, that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Diane. It was. It started with a D. We were just talking about it the other day in Werewolf. Uh, was what was her name? No, no, no. It was something else. Oh, I can't remember. It's gonna drive me Dina? nuts now. Yeah, that's D what it was. There it is. Yeah, yeah. D I N A H. Dina. 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 Yeah. yeah. And that voice you hear is Melissa cutting in line. Cheating as she always does. Melissa, tell us I do. <laughs> what you know of Mothership. Uh, so 
Oh, I had something really good and then I forgot it. So I remember in Mothership the the bell sound uh, yeah. from Gradient Descent, the uh, infernal sounding of the bell that just made all of us so very happy. Uh, very reminiscent of the ice cream truck sound uh, sure. from Impossible Landscapes. So that is one of the things that I remember about Mothership. Yeah, I definitely enjoy getting those random like random sounds here and there. I'm trying to see if I still have it queued up. I don't think I actually have it queued up. I'll look for it though. I just got another one in, um, what were we playing the other day? Oh yeah. We were playing uh monster of the week. Monster and the, I week. Got the pigs. <laughs> yes. The <laughs> the pig pig sounds. sounds were awesome. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and in, and in werewolf, I've been doing the modem sounds and stuff like that. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. and then finally, Steven, welcome back, buddy. We've missed hey. you the past week or so. Uh, what do you know of, uh, of Mothership? Yeah, uh, I remember either the first or second session, I took a shotgun to the throat, uh, and I only had a white tank top, so it became a red tank top after that. Yeah. Um, I remember failing a lot of checks, really. That, that's what I remember socks. most about Mothership. We stuffed your throat what? with socks to, st- to staunch the bleeding. Is that what we did? Yeah, that's all we had. Oh, and Derek shit in the elevator. Derek shit. I was surprised no one remembered the ele- the shit elevator. Like maybe we were just trauma. We- session. Yes, it was oh, traumatic. We tried not to remember. Yeah. Yeah. God dang. I still get comments about that on YouTube every now and then. Like that is just gross. I'm like, yep, yep. That's why he's not in the stream anymore. It's actually kicking off. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Is this the right sound? There you it broke is. Ashley That's, with it? That. That's it. That's the sound oh, right there. I did have there it. There it is. Well, the good news is, is that you guys are not on. Uh, you're not doing gradient descent. That's what that's a reference to. Uh, we are, we are doing, we are doing a, a scenario that's actually from whole breach, which is a, which is an anthology of a variety of mothership um, resources, some missions, uh, some tools for in the game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we're going to be running something out of that. So if you have a copy of that, uh, you should take a look at road work because that's what we're going to be playing around with. Uh, and if you're playing this game with me and you look at that, Melissa, uh, Ashley, uh, long, uh, you definitely should uh, should not do that because that's that would be cheating. I never uh, so. read those things. Ever. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, I don't even read things I should read. <laughs> <laughs> I almost like, you know, I don't read. Come on. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to get a little further introduction. We're going to play around with the character introductions here in a minute uh, as we get started. So let me just give you a very quick background on on where you where you guys are are doing. Then we'll kind of start with uh, with the actual end scene. So this is sort of just quick, very simple background. So for reasons that you can define later um, and or never, you don't necessarily have to define this, but this could be something that you guys cover. You're a crew. You know each other. All of you are going to know each other without a ship. You can figure out why you don't have a ship at some point, but you definitely don't have one. So you've been a little desperate for work for a little for a while now, but you did find a surprisingly lucrative job uh, from the Megacorp Green Star Logistics. Uh, you uh, you saw a job posting uh, on one of their one of the one of the Green Star sponsored stations uh, that was looking for folks to crew uh, a road work. Uh, freighter and that's kind of what they're called they're 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 freighters that kind of go out and help kind of blaze uh specific paths for for hyperspace lanes and such uh and the name of the ship is the apian way uh the duties are pretty simple and again that's why i was kind of surprising how 
how lucrative it kind of was. It's just basically simple, simple stuff. You're servicing ship systems. You're assisting a variety of green star scientists and, and what they're terming hyperspace studies. Uh, and you're going to be, be planned to, it's like the, there's a warning. You're going to be, you're going to be making multiple hyper, hyperspace jumps. And for each jump, uh, you're going to be getting 10,000 credits per jump, which is, uh, which is just sort of super easy, barely an inconvenience. So what you're going to do. So that's, that's basically the background. And as we go, you're welcome to elaborate on any of the, that backstory about what might've happened to your previous ship. Who knows? So, uh, with that, why don't we go ahead and why don't we kind of just get started? So let's get started in scene in moment. Get a little music going. We're going to open on the exterior shot of a bulky freighter. We can see the kind of painted, large painted letters, the Apian Way on the side. We kind of zoom around. We see that it's docked to a Green Star station. We see that green, the Green Star logo everywhere on walls, uh, across the floors. We see it even on the freighter itself. Uh, we hear the sounds of hydraulics kind of opening, closing, and we see uh, as these car as the cargo bay door open, the ramp kind of comes down, and we see a group of people, yourselves included, climbing up that ramp uh, and heading inside of the ship. Uh, and you all, the five of you, are being led by a woman in her, we'll put it like mid-40s, late-40s or so. Uh, she is, uh, we'll say she's, she's probably a good five, nine, five, ten or so. Uh, she has a mesh trucker's hat on, uh, a mullet. You can tell that she's got like a bit of her side, the side of her hair is kind of shaved down and every now and then she takes it off and kind of rubs her hand through her hair and you can definitely see the front as all business and the party is in the back. And, uh, you can tell as she talks about the ship, she does so with like a great joy kind of comes to her eyes, which are otherwise fairly heavy and dark. And she kind of talks with a very, uh, a little bit of a Southern drow. She introduces herself. She's like, y'all can call me Tex. Welcome to the Apian Way. Um, let me go ahead and just give y'all a, a basic, uh, basic tour. And then we'll be underway. Very excited to have you aboard. Uh, we'll, um, there's only a handful of other folks who'll make proper introductions uh, so we can kind of get the show on the road as, uh, as best we can. Uh, and so we we watch, we kind of follow this group as they go into this cargo bay. You look around cargo bay, everything is, is like any cargo bay you've ever seen. There's nothing really stands out. You see all it's well stocked. There's all sorts of crates and such here and there. Some seem to be marked for food. Some are marked for fuel, etc. There's all plenty of plenty of things. It's very heavily stocked. Um, and like you kind of push through the airlock, you see the cargo bay door start to close. You hear the hydraulics start kind of going through everything. And we're going to look around and we're going to see that the first person who's going to describe themselves uh, like Maybe the person like standing right next to Tex as she kind of takes her hat off one more time, scratches her head and kind of points around here and there. Uh, first person is going to be, let's see, standing next to her is going to be Ashley. Ashley, tell us what we see when we see Tavru 009. So Tavru goes by Rue. Um, 
she has a very platinum blonde, just sharp cut haircut. Uh, like a very French bob, kind of cuts off at the chin. Um, she's dressed very um, business casual. Um, she's got like the smart pants on. She's got her tucked in button up dress, uh, dress shirt and um, a uh, blazer that she's wearing on top of it. Uh, all dark blues. Um, and she's rather tall. She's um, a, about six foot. Uh, she's she's a tall lady. Now, as you're kind of walking through the, uh, as you're walking through this cargo bay, uh, she's pointing out various resources for those of you who might might actually use them. Uh, I'm go ahead and pull the players over to a layout of the uh, of the Apian Way uh, as you are kind of brought in level one cargo bay. Um, now the, the basics here is that like, she's, she's stacked up all over the place. Like I was saying, they're all these like green star labeled, uh, resources and stuff. Uh, she kind of ventures in one direction, like, okay, you head on that way. You got the drive all the way in the stern. Uh, but come on this way, this way. And she's kind of motioning to everybody. Tavru is like the first to come. The rest of you start filing down this hallway, uh, she's now like kind of doing the museum curator kind of thing, like walking backwards and she like points off to her right and like over here is life support. Uh, don't worry. There's not a whole lot you can do in there right now. It's control computers, computer boards up on the up on up on the uh, second level. Control everything you need here. Uh, if you're looking for lifts, you got two different lifts. You've got one over on starboard side, got one over on port side. Uh, both take you up to second level. Come on this way. And she kind of keeps uh, keeps kind of pulling you in until you get on the elevator. Tavru gets on first. And then, Tavru, uh, your best friend, uh, the person that you probably get along with the most uh, of this group, uh, is the one who, who gets on next. So, Stevens, tell us what that looks like. Yes, I am playing Stevens. And Stevens wears a... Uh, brown and orange jumpsuit like coveralls uh but he has like the top half rolled down uh and like bundled up so it like kind of uh flares out at the hips he's got like the the sleeves and stuff rolled up and then on top of that he actually wears like a scientist lab coat but with the mm. sleeves torn off uh so it looks a little more punk because uh he, he's smart but he's got an edge to him uh and he also looks surprisingly like this uh he's got a bald head uh shaved uh but it would be bald if he grew his hair out uh, and a bit of a beard to him and he's quite attractive if i do say so myself but you said it looks like this <laughs> oh yeah don't play hard to get <laughs> <laughs> so so Tavru, you get on stevens follows the two of you i like to do these little pc connections rolls the two of you are our best friends how long have the two of you known each other Oh, years and years at this point, I think. Yes. Uh, I, of course, am a salvage expert, but I dabble in um, rodent pathology. Um, and I'm sure Tavru has been a research assistant at some point, some sort of colleague. Uh, I don't... Yeah, you Just know, say you crunch some numbers for me, yeah, Tavru. she crunches numbers for you. But also... Tavru collects, so Tavru has a chest set that's made of bones, and she's missing some pieces. 
So she has been collecting the bones from the rats from Stephen's tests, and she has been using them to create her missing chest pieces. So that's kind of like our weird bonding time, our craft tonight's is we I breed a lot bones. of rats. And if a couple go missing, I don't ask questions. It's kind of a relief. You guys are basically There's so many like, of them. The creepy also, version of Red and Andy from Shawshank <laughs> is basically what this is. We, we also like to uh, go shopping for each other and then never wear the clothes that were gifted. Mm-hmm. So, like, he has, like, a decent set of, like, slacks, you know, dress shirts. He never touches them. Rue has, like, the weirdest assortment of almost, like, you know, like, those clowns have those really puffy, like, neck pieces that they wear sometimes. Um I give you like neck frills. Yeah, you give me like neck frills. <laughs> um, you know, that's how you stop itching, is what it is. <laughs> you're like, this is so when you're eating and it drops, it can just collect it instead of a bib. This is like bibs for adults. That's what I think. <laughs> so the the elevator hums a bit. It's basically a lift, uh, and you can see kind of hum and and churn a bit. Uh, it is fairly wide and spacious you can tell this is the type of elevator that likely has is like cargo for moving cargo something that might go up to the second level maybe somebody coming down here to get crates of food bringing them up there whatever it might be um there's a large kind of uh like like square dead space around like walls where you 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 assume is probably the drive like the drive column in the ship uh but you kind of you can hear the the drive beginning to kind of hum as it sounds almost as like they're they're getting ready to to sort of push off a bit uh, and you guys get up to the second level and uh, this is where she comes you know textual she get, gets out first and uh, she kind of gives Stevens's cut off cut off lab coat a little eye kind of kind of quirks her and like hey I like your style I like your style very nice very nice all right anyhow uh, okay right down this way here you get to the drive room engines again back there uh, we'll, we'll meet up a little bit later on the drive. I'll kind of give you a little bit more of the details of what's going to be going on, uh, on this, uh, on the job, what your responsibilities are going to be. Uh, however, let's go to the most important area. And she kind of starts again, does the kind of curator thing, gets in front of you, starts walking backwards and you all eventually find yourselves in the galley. And so the galley itself, you can see that there's a handful, there's like a, there's like a one really big table. You can see there's like some, some stuff carved into the side of it, like scratched into it, bolted down onto the floor. You can see there's all these little bottled ships here and there, uh, that have kind of been anchored in various places, uh, along the walls next to some of the cabinets and such. Uh, so after we see Tavru and Stevens, uh, enter in, uh, the next person we see is going to be Maitre. Maitre, tell us what we see when Snevitz comes in next. And you apparently have a dark past with Stevens. So just tell us a little bit about what that I might do. be. So uh, Snevitz walks in and uh, she has, um, she she's your Marine and, and she is... Uh, big and, and buff but that does not take away from the graceful and um ethereal almost braids that she has and uh which are woven in with with uh uh golden twine well i mean it's not really gold it's more clear from the paracord she was able to get but she painted it gold 
So, so, so it, it looks golden, but it's not actually. It's just nylon for paracord. Uh, but uh, apart from generally being very uh, brooding and constantly talking about the beauty of being among the stars, uh, she looks suspiciously like Stevens. And the entire time that she has been uh, here, she keeps looking over. Like, she can't stop staring at Stevens. And uh, most people can't. <laughs> and yet, it's not that lascivious, lewd look you're used to. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a look of, could this be? Could this be my long lost twin that I have been looking for my entire life? Although, of course, she would never say it out loud, but she's just saying it, you like a goth weirdo. <laughs> so, as we're sort of zooming in, as Snevitz and Stevens are now standing relatively sort of shoulder to shoulder a bit, as you're, you're all kind of sneaking into the galley looking around we kind of hear the droning of texts as she talks a bit about like what's available what's being dispensed it's not very tasty but it's nutritious don't worry um we see sneaking out from the shadows this siamese cat that kind of starts weaving between the legs of stevens and snevitz just sort of curling up and just rubbing very affectionately Looks like she, it looks like the cat is about to move in the direction of, um, we'll say, Tavru. And then suddenly she just kind of recoils and just <laughs> up at Tavru. Um, and then Tex like, oh, oh, hey, here we go. Got got a new crew member to introduce you all to. This here is Schrodinger. Uh, yeah, look here. Come on. Go. Oh, looks like she took a liking to you too. That's very nice. It's just always a little fickle. Always kind of 50-50 whether she's going to like you or not. But looks like uh, looks like she is she has taken a liking to two of you. She's um she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. Uh, I appreciate. Be careful what you feed her. She definitely takes care of rats just fine. Occasionally we get a couple of them here and there on the ship, and uh, and she's about as good of a hunter as it gets. And she leans down and just sort of uh, like scratches the back, and you just hear the cat purr a little bit. Cat looks over. I shake my leg to try and get it to go away. And as you do. Like the cat misinterprets your intentions as if you're being playful and just starts to like hop on and like kind of ride your leg a little bit here and there. And you can just hear this, this just affectionate purr coming out from their mouth. <laughs> oh, she really likes you. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look yeah, at that. She's adorable. And I shake it a little harder trying to. Oh, she's a, she's an excellent judge of character. I'll tell you that too excellent judge we had a different crew on here a while back she didn't like any of them <laughs> that crew tried to steal the whole ship so if, if, she, if she doesn't really like it that tends to be well let's just call that strike one shall we say and then you can see tex kind of looks over at tavru at that point all right now uh i was told one of y'all's a doctor is that some uh, is that right um yes yes that is me dr Zinia. And so what do we see when we look over and we see Dr. Zinnia kind of step up? What, is, what does Dr. Zinnia look like there, Melissa? So Dr. Zinnia is this kind of short, round, kind of late middle-aged uh, 
scientist woman. She has got like bags upon bags, just sort of like over her back, over her shoulder, all of those kinds of things. And mm-hmm. so she has this sort of like tote bag um, on her right shoulder. And she's just sort of been like kind of talking a little bit. Um, and she's just like, you know, kind of just reassuring kind of voice like, oh, my Narata, my Nakatsa. This is, this is where we are now. And you see that she has this little pet rat on her shoulder and she's like, Geraldine, this is, this is okay, Geraldine. And then she kind of was looking kind of at the, at the tote bag and she's like, and Toma, Toma, we are, we are okay. We're okay. Um, and if you look a little more closely, you notice that, uh, Toma is um, not an alive cat. Toma is a uh, taxidermied cat that she's carrying in her uh, tote bag on her shoulder. So as you are kind of responding to text, we see that Stevens is still struggling a bit with Schrodinger, who just doesn't want to let go. And Schrodinger kind of climbs up, like, like rock climbing up your back until they get on your shoulder and then leaps like a monkey from your shoulder and tries to essentially dive down onto Dr. Zinnia's pet rat. Uh, Dr. Zinnia, could you please make the first roll of the night and give us a speed roll? Uh, If you have any stats that might actually affect this, go right ahead. But give a speed roll to see if you can avoid uh, your rat. Already getting Jeff attacked. is killing a pet in the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> I link the pet rules in our private chat for a reason. That I did. Yeah, so all of Dr. Zinnia's skills are like computer AI hacking chemistry type things. So this is going up against us, though. The audience has been generous, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, start using those to give myself a yeah. 51 for this. Okay. Uh, so it's 50-50-ish. Oh, and that's so close. So close. 53 over 51. Okay, so yeah, I rolled a 24 with Schrodinger. So Schrodinger is able to leap off of Stevens's shoulder onto your shoulder and effectively takes your rat and slams them to the ground. Now, obviously, everyone's going to quickly respond and recover and is able to separate the two. And and you can even see text. Oh, Schrodinger, Schrodinger, what are you doing? No, come on, come on. Now, that's a, that's a good rat. That's, a, that's not one of the other rats. It's a good rat. It's a pet rat. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, the, the pet's going to, your pet's going to take a little bit of damage, a little bit of scrape, and you can go ahead and increase your stress by one, Dr. Zinnia, at seeing all this happen. And and what you'll notice as uh, as Geraldine kind of falls to the ground and she goes to pick uh, Geraldine up that um, Geraldine is already like missing one of her limbs, so mm. uh, she doesn't have to, Just a scrape is fine. Careful. We don't have to take a limb just but, yet. Oh no, I'm just saying like she was already missing a limb, and so now she is <laughs> further injured. So, Dr. Zinnia, I rolled a random connection. You have a little bit of a crush on Snevitz. Uh, how's that going? That's the random Oh, wait, we're all connected. Oh, Snevitz. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was like, wait, we're all connected. It's just a chain. So, <laughs> how is that going? Yeah, how's um, it going? Well, Dr. Zinnia is kind of presents a bit of a 
hoarder sciency type. So um, this is one of those things where kind of attractiveness, Snevitz is like, you know, all kind of her ideal. But the whole Snevitz, Stevens, rat, bone thing is a little bit concerning. So it's very much sort of this ambivalence right now of like, uh, is the extracurricular activities of Snevitz uh, going to be uh, enough to kind of downplay the like attractive? Oh, it's Torbu. Torbu's <laughs> yeah, with, the, with the rats. Yeah. <laughs> And this is just how much Dr. Zinnia pays attention to the people <laughs> around her. <laughs> when you pick up your rat, Torvu's like, um, Dr. Zinnia, uh, if if she does happen to pass, uh, I have been learning taxidermy. Uh, Stevens has been teaching me. Uh, I believe that I have an extra arm that I could replace her front left with. Uh, and then it would be a perfect specimen. I... Geraldine is perfect just the way she is. Thank you very much. And I did she, do you not see the job that I did with Toma? I believe you are discounting my own taxidermy oh, skills. You I also know Turks taxidermy? Perhaps we could work together. But on a an entirely separate animal that is not my pet. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, but it maybe would be perhaps a, a date? Perhaps. It um Never like mind. We, uh, we, and then Torvu <laughs> awkwardly turns and walks away. <laughs> so at this point, Tex will kind of wave you off forward. Like, I'm so very sorry. Kind of apologizing. Schrodinger is still following, though, as uh, he, as Tex, she kind of leads you in a very small hallway. You can see like a little label on the on the door lab. There's one of those those green star logos next to it. Opens up the door and Stevens and Snevitz, like you're, you're almost tripping over Schrodinger who continues to just follow the two of you, just like kind of curling up next to you. The door opens up and you can see inside there is a, a lab. Um, you can see it's kind of a, a retrofitted cryo chamber, like which you all would have been familiar with. You've probably been in cryo chambers before, but you can see that they, those things have been, been taken out. And so there's like this just a dazzling array of like instruments everywhere. All sorts of different stuff here and there. Um, you can see tons of spare parts and stuff. Uh, inside, you can see that there is a man that is kind of working and periodically like tapping into um, like a like the phone or excuse me, like a, the intercom and such to sort of talk. Like you can see he's got this little short range communication. You can hear another voice on the other side as they exchange. Uh, but um, but the guy like as you you know, as you come in, he kind of looks up and he is got very coiffed hair. Uh, and you can see as he's sitting on this stool over top of this desk, kind of working very poor posture. You can see this kind of like hump where you can tell this is a person who like sits at a desk a lot. Um, but when you, when you walk in or at least you walk into the doorway, you hear another hiss from Schrodinger and the guy just, ah, and he drops the comm uh, as it goes rattling around and, uh, and text. Okay. Well, this here is Lawrence. Lawrence is one of the, um, one of the scientists, uh, helping out Dr. Holloway. We're introduced to him in a minute. He's down the drive. Uh, yeah, I said, I'm sorry. And he kind of turns over towards Dr. Zinnia. 
you're not the only one that Schrodinger's got a little bit of a problem with. And you can tell that Lawrence is kind of like motioning to his arm. And there's like this, this huge like cat scratch down. I do believe this is an issue of training and any, any, you know, training would much improve this situation. Why has this training not happened? Cause it's a cat. Anyhow. Uh, so, uh, Lawrence and kind of goes through everyone's names, kind of introduces everyone and then comes finally to Chili. Long, what does Chili look like as you get introduced to this man named Lawrence? Chili's a shorter, stockier guy. He's got mid-length brown dreadlocks, a goatee. He's wearing a bathrobe that's only waist. It goes down to his waist. Checkered pajama pants. He cracks open a beer. Offers one to Lawrence. Working hard there. You want one? Uh, no. No, 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 no. No, I don't think... Now I have to concentrate. Uh, we're, we're about to initiate the, the trailblazer pretty soon. Uh, 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 are they going to be settled... Captain Tex, whatever your proper name is, it kind of looks over to Tex for a little bit, and then Tex looks at you. She's like, "Uh, yeah, you might want to, you might want to just douse that pretty fast. Uh, we got some things to do. Get got to store your shit, and then we got to kind of go uh, get the drive initiated. The uh, whole kind of procedure here. Uh, experimental drives just kind of don't go off on their own, you know. Uh, you all got the brief, right? Nah, never mind. Don't worry about it. Anyhow, uh, let's see. What else can I show you? Uh, well, I guess you better get back to it, Lawrence. And Lawrence is just like, yes, yes. And you guys hear on his comms, there's a very, like, angry voice that's just kind of, Lawrence? Lawrence, where are you? Lawrence? Oh, God, you, s- you never cease to disappoint me. Just constantly screaming uh, through the voice on the comm. So Lawrence quickly comes over. Yes, Dr. Holloway, I'm right here. One second. I'm so, so very sorry. So I was interrupted by uh, the new crew, the new crew. Uh, Tex is doing the some sort of uh, tour or something. I'm so I don't care what's happening. And then they just kind of go back and forth for a bit, arguing. It's very a lot of tension. And then like Tex kind of looks, well, I guess let's just go ahead and kind of leave them to it. We'll, we'll meet up in a moment and kind of lead you guys back out into the galley. Um, and so, Chili, I wrote for you that you and Zinnia are apparently uh, uh, planning to go into business with one another once you get enough scratch. What's the business going to be between the two of you? What do you guys have cooked up? What's the plan? Dr. Zinnia, what do you think of the slogan? Get high while you fly. <laughs> well, I, I do believe that uh, it is very clever. It is it is quite clever. I, 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 do, I do like it. Um, do you, are you good with a botany? A what now? Well, what, what what are we getting high on? Oh, I don't know. Not us. No, it's for the customers. Uh, hmm. Yes, I. Very clever. Very clever. You are you are quite the the the, the marketing genius. Uh, and yes. Um, and then she just sort of starts talking to to Geraldine and Toma again. Um, yes, right. Is that good idea? Yes, good idea. Get. We get, we get high, we get high, we get high. Hmm. Yes, yes, I, I will, I will get back to you, Chili. This, this, this sounds, yes, yes, indeed. Chili, and as you're, as you're listening to Dr. Zinnia babble, uh, you suddenly feel something bite you and you look down and you can see there is Schrodinger having just sunk their teeth into like your Achilles, like right in the back, just 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 over top of your boots, just underneath the like the cuff of your. It just somehow slipped in, and just kind of looks up at you, 
kind of bares their teeth and oh, then darts away. Now. Yeah. And I'll try and chase it down. Go ahead and roll a speed test. Oh, goodness. Okay. I've got a 45. Not bad. My eyes set. You pass? Uh, let's see. 39. Okay. Uh, you do manage to grab it. Uh, you do manage, to, and and like it's just it's like scraping at you. I'll as you show do you how it's like, and I'll try nibbling at its ankle too. <laughs> Start nibbling at the ankle, and like, like hey, 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 hey! I get what's good. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, but that is not a gander. That is a cat, and that is my dearest. Uh, that's my dearest Schroeder. So reaches over, grabs, just tries to like take it. I'll take her. It's fine. She'll be fine. You don't have to go biting. Oh, what are you doing? You're just getting into a lot of trouble, aren't you? Oh, I know. I know. Don't worry. They won't be here long. They won't be here long. Uh, and then just kind of tucks uh, tuck Schrodinger under her shoulder and kind of carries along. The cat is definitely angry, but you can tell at a moment, like if, if the cat could do like point at its own eyes and point at yours, Chili, that's essentially what the cat just did. So he kind of goes through a couple more spaces. We see like a little montage, kind of shows you the bridge, computer rooms, etc. And eventually he kind of works you all around to your quarters. And so you kind of walk past. You can see there's some private quarters. He kind of points out or she kind of points out, excuse me. She kind of points out like, you know, these are, you know, private quarters here. You can see like one's for got her name on it. Uh, I guess the another one's got Dr. Holloway kind of stenciled in. But uh but as like she's she's moving past, uh, she kind of gives you all a wink like, now don't you all get any ideas? These are all biometrically sealed. Y'all are in here with uh, the rest of the folk. Lawrence is in here and such. You'll be fine. You get to know him really nice. Kind nice fella. A little strange. Uh, a little strange, but nice fella. Uh, and lets you into kind of this communal living space, series of bunk beds and such. Um, you can tell that in front of each bunk bed, there's a, there's basically two foot lockers here and there. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, so yeah, go ahead and make yourself comfortable, store your stuff. Um, meet us all down to the drive room in about, let's say 10, 15 minutes. Um, and yeah, just get yourself comfortable and then we'll kind of fill you in on the rest of it. That's all right. Any questions off the top of it right now? Uh, are these well, bunks assigned bunks? Do we look for a name or we grab the first available? Oh, no. Grab whatever you want. You go ahead and pair up however you want to pair up. She goes to turn around. There's, oh, I totally forgot. Uh, I see some of you are carrying. Uh, I'm going to need to go ahead and take the ammunition, please. So anybody who has weapons, uh, who has guns, uh, basically you're going to, like, she's like, go ahead, go ahead and hand this. is a... Company policy. Go ahead and hand it over. You'll get it back. Don't worry. We're just going to take some of that ammunition just in case. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of hand that over now, please. And Do Dr. Zinnia looks through her bags and she has a rigging gun. So it's like the harpoon. And so she just sort of like she's dropping all of her bags and she's picking this up and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. You want me to disconnect this? It's not. Uh, and she's just sort of yeah, holding it I hear what you're awkwardly. saying. Uh, just stow it in one of your lockers. That'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Much, 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 much appreciated. And then she looks down at all the bags that she's got to like pick back up again in size. Yeah. Uh, you were, did you not read the contract? You're supposed to kind of pack light for this one. Just a series of jumps taken. Doing well, jump this is light. This, this is, this is quite light. 
Is it? I see. Well yes. then. Uh, all right. Uh, so anyhow, uh, weapons, guns. Let's go hand them over, please. It's in the contract. Let's go. Come and on. No pay. Pulls out this uh, shotgun that's like weaving in the knee. <laughs> on to me to her waistband and pulls it out and pulls out four shells and sort of like grumpily hands it over. So she, she takes it all uh, and she kind of it's like, ah, oh, you know what? She kind of puts one more in just in case. You never know when things go awry. And she'll put one shell back in and hand the gun back to you, but keep the rest. And that same process is 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 done to anybody with a gun anybody with ammunition doesn't take the weapons from you just takes the ammunition uh and oh i'll trade you too y'all better want you want to take these oh where the hell did i put them oh geez she's kind of going through her various cargo pants shorts and she pulls out what looks like a handful of what are basically pedometers now go ahead and just put just clip these to your belt this is how you get paid every time we make a jump this uh, this little tracker will tick and for every jump you get well, that's 10,000 credits right there. Now, don't go tampering with them. Do not go tampering. I'll tell you this, Green Star is very litigious. And if they uh, and they have a, they, they can they can track when tampering starts happening. You start fiddling with those things to try to increase your pay. They're going to know and you're going to avoid your entire contract and you're going to be liable oh for all manner of this or that. I, I don't I don't usually read that far down the contract. Basically, don't mess with them. All right. Here you go. So, right on your uh, Jeff, does a couple um, jumps. Uh, sorry, Stevens. <laughs> oh no, they ain't. They ain't. No, it's not. It, they don't track your steps. They track your jumps, like hyperspace jump. Hyperspace jumps. This vessel is testing an experimental hyperspace travel. I didn't get the brief. Now, I I feel stupid now. I, Rue, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> uh, I believe I read you the entire contract the other evening. No, don't worry. Most cover. of this stuff wasn't in the contract. Uh, you have to actually accept the contract before you get sort of the, the nitty-gritty details. Um, I'm not really a scientist. You can ask Lawrence or Dr. Holloway. They may fill you in, but, uh, but something along the lines of, you know, we're just trying to kind of, kind of you know, change the way in which companies establish uh, hyperspace lanes rather than kind of sending road freighters out over and over to kind of deal something with entropy i think i i don't really know i'm just I, i'm just a freighter captain anyhow they got some fancy doohickey back there it is the sweetest looking drive i've ever seen i'll show you like i said start your stuff come about 15 minutes go to the stern come on in the drive room you'll see it fantastic he plugs into it himself too it is a it is a contraption i will tell you it is a contract anyhow though uh, uh steven's it is not a physical jump that you make, but one that the ship makes. But your presence on the ship needs to be tracked. So you got to yeah, put it on. I get that now. I, I feel like that's got to be a rookie mistake. Like everyone does that, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. everyone jumps in place. Yeah, no one's, I, no one's done rude. that before. But this is the first time we've been doing this is the first time we're testing the Trailblazer. So, uh, so don't worry. It's never happened before. So, so, so the sooner we put all of our stuff away, the sooner that we can go and see the the very cool drive, right? The sooner we we put things away. Yes. Now you're getting yes. it. Now yes. you're getting it. I like yes. the attitude there. Go ahead and store minutes, stuff. Everybody. Pick your bunk. And so, so she leaves uh, you. Jeff, one of yeah, the uh, things that uh, Snevitz has is an emergency beacon. 
Um, does the pedometer have any kind of like similarity in terms of like the form factor, like of an algorithm or anything like that? Like, is there anything that's familiar physically? No, I, I mean, like the, the specific device to track jumps, like if any of you have worked on a, a roadwork freighter before, uh, this isn't a like this is definitely not like out of the ordinary, like this whole like pedometer jumping thing. Sometimes it's like the okay. ship that kind of tracks it. But sometimes but like I guess Green Star's just being a little bit more more fancy with it. Um, but no, it doesn't look like an emergency beacon. No, no, Got it just it. looks Thank like it's you. yeah, it's just tracking something. Uh, okay, I'll leave y'all get settled, pick your bunks uh, and stow your stuff, and then come on back to the drive when we're ready, and we'll get this show on the road. Uh, very excited to see what happens, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, see y'all. Uh, and then she she takes off. So out of curiosity, uh, who bunks up with who? You got like these two-layer bunk beds. Who's top bunk? Who's lower bunk? Anybody like take out a photograph and like stick it to the ceiling or stick it to the underside of the mattress of a bunk? Anyone do anything like that? Rue and I, we're bunking together, right? Uh, yes, obviously. Yeah, I, I take out a big old duffel bag. And if anyone's watching closely, there has been movement uh, in it uh, this whole time. And I unzip it and just like 15 rats just come pouring out and just start spreading all over the bunk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure there were only 10 when I put in there. They, they really breed like crazy. Dr. Zinnia is slowly picking up all of the bags that she put down. So she's just sort of watching to see where Snevitz goes. Like she's just slowly picking everything up, slowly picking everything up to wait until Snevitz sort of picks a bunk to then see if she can Snevitz, uh, get the other. gets the bunk that is uh, closest to the door and that, that has the the that has no impediment on exit uh, because that is her training. Uh, also, she does definitely stick up this very emotional, like, little four-line poem that's obviously seen some, like, it's, like, scratched on the back of a postcard, and uh, she sticks that up, and she turns to you and says, uh, Zinnia, but you Guys, we're talking about get high when you fly. Ah, high is a great rhyming word. There's so many good rhymes for high. There's pie. There's lie. There's fry. Uh, pumpkin pie. Oh, I already <laughs> said pie. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. And and Zinnia throws out some like multisyllabic like scientific word that ends in like I and like yes and 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 that as well and so Zinnia is then now forced to be on the top bunk and so she's really struggling because like she's Here, later choice that she you to share a bunk. she's like Snibbets oh, like lifts oh. Zinnia <laughs> oh 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 thank you and she is short and round um so she's much much appreciated and uh, Rue, you said you said thirteen minutes. Yes, thirteen minutes. Uh, yes. Now I believe we are down to eleven and a half. Oh, what are all these fucking okay. rats? Okay. And so oh. what? What Doctor 
Cynthia plans to do is like she's not making any attempt to like put anything away. She wants to take this little thing apart and see what she can assess from this little pedometer thing that we've been given. So she's got 11 minutes to try to take this apart and see what kind of computer okay. things are going on. So inside. you want to tamper with yes. the pedometer thing that you were explicitly told not to tamper of course. with. Okay. Of course. Uh, do you, what skills do you I have? not? I have hacking, computers, artificial intelligence. Like this is... Uh, Even's dress is punk, but Zinnia is punk. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'll take, I'll take a hack. You can use hacking, I think, on this. Uh, roll a hacking test. This is going to be a disadvantage, though, as you're trying to do it very quickly, as you're, you have like a 13-minute time limit. So we're going to say disadvantage because you're trying to do it before Tavra loses her shit and drags you away. Okay. I have a sort of uh, tool she can use if she needs them. Oh, I also have a sort of tools. Thank you for reminding me. Um, okay. I do also have a sort of tools. All right. So I think so. My intellect is a 46, and then mm -hmm. my hacking is a 15, which would put it at a 61. 61. And then I think the tools would put it at 71. Uh, is that how that works? Tools, I can't remember what we did for tools. Our tools. Um, they're basically wrenches, spanners. I would say they would probably give you more like advantage and they'll cancel out the disadvantage. Perhaps oh, okay. Of, of, yeah. Great. So just roll straight. Okay, so then 61 it's or 61. Under. Okay. 53. I think that's the second time I've rolled 53. 53 under okay. 71 this time. So when you take a look at it, it is, it is not very big. It is maybe four inches by three inches, maybe with about a, about like a, like an inch and a half, two inch depth. Uh, and it's made literally to just clip onto a utility belt or something like that. Uh, you mm -hmm. can see it has the green star logo on one side. Uh, you start and it's got like a, a little display, uh, digital display. And right now it just says zero because you guys haven't done any jumps. Uh, and as you mess with it, you eventually kind of hack into it. Uh, and you can see that it is very much what it says. You kind of open up the, the back uh, with, with some of your tools and you start digging into like the little circuitry of it a bit. Um, and you can see that as you do so, uh, the, the display, uh, changes and it just says error. <laughs> error. That's it. That's all it says. Uh, but I'll tell you this, that Zinnia, you look on the inside and it really very much just seems, uh, there doesn't seem to be anything about it that would probably alarm you. There doesn't seem to be anything sort of incendiary or anything like that within it's not going to suddenly explode. Um, but it does have, uh, something not too dis it is very much like an odometer like if you were kind of breaking down the bridge and looking at like um your navigational logs it has not dissimilar uh sort of layout of circuitry of it but far root more rudimentary simpler uh and so you i would say right now yours just displays error uh, but you're able to hack into it and nothing in it suggests that it's it's going to kill you or anything like that Okay, and it doesn't look like it's it's tracking some other thing. Like it's not like also like a Geiger counter or some other thing that's like no. gonna like looking. It for It very some much other just seems to be navigational signals that it's uh, that it's essentially tracking. Uh, so like like hyperspace travel. So the same types of things that you would find in your navigational logs, just a little bit more rudimentary because like, it's smaller. And I quickly I put it not back together. Okay. And go. 
running down the hall. Uh, uh, th- this is broken. This, this is, this is not, this is, are you have given me faulty equipment, faulty equipment. I tell you, you run down the hall and there ain't anybody there. Cause I took a few minutes and Tex has already ran off. Uh, so you're just kind of calling that out and you see no. at the end of the hallway, as you get towards tw- sort of back towards where the, there's a elevator that kind of goes back down to the level one, or you can kind of follow the hallway back to the drive. And then there's this hall that leads to the galley. And you can see in the flickering hallway light, because the light kind of comes on and off as, as like motion come in, comes into it, you can see the glowing eyes of the Siamese cat Schrodinger staring at you. And as it as like as you step in and the lights flicker on, the glow of the eyes dissipates and you just see the body now. And as the lights come on and you're just saying faulty equipment, it just goes <laughs> and this darts away back into the galley. And Dr. Zinnia very much, because this cat attacked her pet rat, is very much just going to, um, very childlike and immature, is going to be the same thing back. She's just going to limp straight. Okay. And then looks cool, around cool. and no one was there. And Okay, does anybody else have anything they were trying to do in the 10 to, to 15 minutes that you had before you were, uh, you were asked to meet in the driver? Stick a couple cigs under my bed. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Rue puts her stuff in her uh, locker safely so that it won't go around anywhere. And then she just leaves to go straight there early. Sounds good. Uh, Stevens or Snevitz? Just letting the rats out. Letting them (laughs) get some exercise. You're leaving them roaming free inside. Yeah, I I also uh, set out a little like small ceramic bowl of like pellets of like a very special type of food for them. And I just leave it on the bunk. Okay. Got it. And what about chili? Anything? I was just throwing away a couple of cigs waiting for the crew to get ready. Okay. Sounds good. You got to try right. that beer, bro. <laughs> so <there's, laughs> That's probably not hard. I would imagine for chili. Uh, so do you, all of you then, you kind of do you all kind of meet back where you're supposed to, where you're asked to be to meet, or does anybody go and do something different? No, I would never derail this early in a game, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask, uh, ask Chuck, ask Chuck one day about the taco stand. Talk about the rail, <laughs> the glorious taco stand. All right, so we'll say all of you then eventually make your way. Tex kind of calls everybody. You go to the stern of the ship. Uh, on the on the on the level that you're on, the same level as the quarters, uh, you can see that the the big the big sort of engine column. There is specifically a drive room. Uh, you can see it is it is labeled. You go inside, uh, and the there there's. I would say Tex when when she was describing the drive as being like a pretty impressive, but kind of strange looking thing. That's certainly the impression you get is when you walk in. You can see that it's not unlike a, a standard jump drive. Uh, however, it is much bigger. It's also golden and it's very, very intricate. So you can see like there is all manner of this inc- intricate circuitry and machinery and engineering. All of it seems to be behind, as you would imagine, uh, some sort of like glass radiation shield uh, of which there is only like a small enclosed hatch on one side that is currently closed. Uh, there are a series of consoles and such around. You can see Texas standing nearby. You can see Lawrence, who you met, uh, is standing nearby. 
And you can also see that there is a, a third person. Uh, so the third member of the team, probably the voice that you heard on the communication. Uh, when you look at him, he's got on a hazard suit. So you can't really see his body. It's like this kind of yellow tinged color. Uh, but you can see he hasn't quite put the head on just yet. The helmet on, I should say. Um, older, salt and pepper kind of hair. Uh, very strong jawline. Has kind of like a like a madman kind of uh, kind of attractiveness to him. Uh, but he doesn't eat when, as you, as you all kind of walk in, um, Tex is like, Oh, Dr. Holloway, if I can introduce you to, uh, to the crew that's, uh, signed up to give us a hand. And he kind of just turns over to, yes, thank you. And then turns right back. And that is like the extent of the attention that he kind of gives all of you as he and, and Lawrence are kind of going over a few things. Um, so is anybody... Anybody looking or doing anything at this point? I'd want to take a good look at mechanics as best I can. Okay. Uh, so you can, if you would like, roll you can roll, roll whatever you have for like engineering, like whatever skill that you think would apply uh, is totally fine. Uh, what about you, Chili? Were you saying something? I'm just going to offer Lawrence a beer again. It's the one that beer. <laughs> step up and the two of them are are kind of talking they're kind of fidgeting a little bit with some sort of like the helmet device that it looks like he's kind of kind of like that's supposed to go on top of the hazard and you come up and he tries to offer him the beer ah uh, no thank you and then dr holloway looks at you and you can see that there's this face filled with anger and frustration and just like sir I have full authority to cancel your contract. Please do not put your condensation riddled beer near this bespoke one of a kind prototype device that is going to control the trailblazer drive. What is wrong with you? I'll get rid of it right away and I'll just chug it. <laughs> <laughs> So you're just sitting there, you're there chugging it, chugging it. And at the very end, Dr. Holloway's like, hmm. <laughs> he kind of just shakes his head. And, and Dr. Zinnia the helmet a little bit further away. Is just going to kind of, speaking of bespoke technology that is supposed to work, and she's just like shaking her pedometer, like in his face and just saying like, this, this does not, this ever what, what is what, what what is this? Dr. Holloway looks at you up and down. Do I look like someone who cares about a pedometer? We are about to change the way that hyperspace travel works. And you're showing me this device. Is Tex, could you please get this unpublished, lesser known, <laughs> simplified community college academic out of my face? Well, I have never, if you are going to collect yes, data, all you of your have data collection. Never. I have looked up your name, Dr. Zinnia. I haven't yes. seen a single published paper in over 15 years. How do you explain the publication gap? Oh, off adventuring two, with your beer-chucking uh, friends over here. Two words for you, uh, Doctor. Top secret and she'll just like spin on her heel and <laughs> walk towards the other one. 
He just shakes his head. <laughs> you cannot text seriously. This is the best you are able to come up with. I'm sorry, Doc. That's just uh, that's just how it is. Uh, and don't worry. I'm sure they'll be fine. Once everything gets going, it's all going to be a hop, skip, and a jump, isn't it? Yes, a hop, skip, and a jump. Of course. Yes, that's simple. Yes, absolutely. You can see Lawrence is like very concerned. And every time like someone kind of approaches and sort of pisses off like Dr. Holloway, like you can see Lawrence is just like looking like they're getting ready to interrupt and then kind of feeling really bad, like trying to like slide in and defend. But like Holloway just sort of goes over and talks over top of him. Uh, Stevens, how'd you do on that roll? Uh, 77 over 55. Uh, okay. So I don't <gasps> think that's good. So oh, first of all, no. uh, so so again, in Mothership, a couple things. Uh, I, I should have mentioned this before, but when you fail a roll, you take a stress. So obviously you should take a stress. Dr. Zinnia, I think you failed a roll before too. Is that correct? Uh, and didn't I have to take a stress because of something yeah. that... Yeah. Uh, because so you you're, should be at four. Yeah, so you take a stress uh, and then you have to make a panic roll, I think, whenever you critically fail... Uh, a, uh, a a check. So, uh, yeah. So go ahead and make that panic roll, Stevens. If you're in the game, if you're in our foundry, just click on the stress uh, word on your character sheet. It's not really going to matter. Once per session, make... I may take advantage on a panic check. So I will do that. That is my Do you really want to do that when you have a only one in stress? So mechanically, the way it works is you roll a d20. It's per session. So mm -hmm. I'm banking on not We're doing another panic starting. roll this session. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're banking on? Is that really what you're banking on? <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead and roll it. <laughs> Watch me fail anyways. <laughs> Success. You actually rolled a one. I almost said almost failed. <laughs> this is actually a fairly good use. All right, you're fine. Um, I would say as you take a look at this engine, it certainly looks, this drive definitely looks like other drives on other ships that you've worked on. But something about it is different. And you just see this like strange little glimmer or flicker. Something about the sort of the, something about the circuitry just doesn't make sense in your mind. You start trying to do the math and like, how does this work and how does that work? And it just kind of becomes very overwhelming as you're staring through the radiation glass I like that, that the glass shielding there uh, at this thing. And like you kind of get this little bit of a, a cold sweat starts to hit as you just can't com comprehend the complexity of this machine. But you take a couple deep breaths and you do regain your composure. What the hell is going on here? I start walking over to Chili. You got a brew? I never thought you ask. <laughs> I, I take one and I just start chugging next to him. And so <laughs> Lawrence will join the two of you and hand Chili over his empty beer can. I'm sorry, you left this on the console and just kind oh, of hands take care of that. And, no. And then turns to Stevens and says, well, what is happening here is that you see the trailblazer. What's going to happen? It's going to create a trans-dimensional superposition, a bubble where... Various dimensions coexist at the same time, and then we're going to be able to connect to those dimensions using Dr. Holloway's brain. We have created that device, which attaches to his head, uses his various sensory organs as the eyes and ears of the engines, tapping into the drive itself, allowing us to 
essentially blaze a trail at a far greater speed than we normally would. It's, it's, it's actually quite, quite brilliant. Uh, those of us within the Apian Way, well, uh, it's just a simple jump, jump three to hope sp- to, to the hope system. Should experience some periods of perceived time, but overall, it should be quite simple. That's exactly what's happening. And he kind of starts rambling off a series of math and equations and things like that. Stevens, you feel like the anxiety that you just managed to swallow starting to come back to the surface. I'm just chugging that whole time he's talking until the can is empty and then I set it down on the console. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) At this point, you can see Dr. Holloway has affixed that helmet, special helmet to his his head and kind of says to everybody, well, now I believe is the time. Uh, believe we are ready to document history Lawrence if you please and so Lawrence kind of comes over does like a final check uh kind of hands like lingering here and there uh a little bit longer than they should um and then you watch as as Dr. Holloway kind of goes up to that hatch uh and you can see just kind of standing there he kind of it kind of obscures your vision ever so slightly but the hatch does open and he kind of climbs inside of the drive area. And all of you would know that time within that drive area, it emits a very dangerous, even, even a normal jump drive. Uh, you don't want to be near it. Um, he does like this little pass around the drive itself. Uh, he, you look like, I would say Stevens, Chili, you probably see this, like there's some sort of terminal in the back that he's kind of taking some basic readings from. Then he kind of gives a, a thumbs up towards Lawrence who smiles and gives a thumbs up back. And then you can see he, he, picks up from the ground this extremely long coil this like uh, uh this sort of like golden tether and he affixes it to his the helmet device uh and then kind of just takes a seat in this uh this little position right in front uh of the drive then as uh as that's as that's there and again all of you are in this sort of same spot you can feel stevens and snevitz the sudden good rubbing of a of a cat against your legs as you kind of look down and when you look back up all of you feel like this this shudder ever so slight shudder that just cascades uh through the through the entire ship uh something that's not uncommon when a jump drive initiates uh and this one is is sort of a little bit longer than normal you hear a strange sound that kind of emits and echoes uh, throughout the entirety of the of the room, and then suddenly you look around, and anyone who's sort of near the back uh, of the room, you look out like there's a small little viewing porthole outside of the ship. All the stars are gone, so I'm gonna say Tavru because you haven't really said where you were. So we'll say Tavru. You're looking out the back. And where there are ones where there's like stars in the distance and lights and stuff, it's just this pure kind of like voidless area. And those of you watching uh, the interior of the where the drive is, where Dr. Holloway uh, has had set down, um, you watch as materializing like right next to him, like literally standing in that same radiation shielded section. Out of nothing is another figure, another person that looks surprisingly similar to Dr. Holloway. It's this 
nearly identical physical features on the face, that same kind of salt and pepper hair, a little bit, little, little bit grunge. You can see some, some sort of grease uh, a smear on it here and there. It's got a the stained mechanic jumpsuit. Uh, you see the familiar kind of green star logo uh, that like some that you've seen probably uh, many times now kind of moving about the station. And you watch as like the look on Dr. Holloway's face sitting there on the chair is, is, is sort of in shock as he kind of turns up and the figure, you notice that there's a small little patch that says Bill, uh, like as a, as a name tag, you watch this is an arm raises wielding a laser pistol. The gun goes off. You all watch as the head of Dr. Holloway just atomizes as this laser pistol goes right through it. And just like that, you look around as the entirety of the room just begins to disappear. And within half, two heartbeats, maybe all around you, the consoles, techs, uh, Lawrence, Dr. Holloway's body, the jump drive, all of it is gone. Everyone go ahead and take one stress. Everything fades. And when you look around, it's just pure black void. The only thing you can see right now are each other. Uh, you can see the man who shot Dr. Holloway is, is a little bit away from you because there was some distance, but he is standing there as well. And Stevens, you can feel the the cat Schrodinger like on your leg and you kind of just feel that little purr when the, the man with the sort of laser pistol in hand kind of looks up at you, he sees all of you raises an eyebrow and just like that, the black void fades and you start to see substance around you again, your heads kind of swirl a bit. You, your memory feels a little foggy. Uh, like you for a moment when you look at each other, you're like, where did I meet you again for a second? And then it kind of all starts coming back and you can see the consoles begin to reemerge. You don't see Tex. You don't see Lawrence. You don't see the body of Dr. Holloway. You don't see the man that had suddenly materialized within the drive. You do still see Schrodinger, the cat uh, down there. I need everyone to make a sanity save. Oh, goodness. And if you have um, anything, this is a D one hundred too, right? This is also a D one hundred. If you have any skills that might apply to this, you can also add a skill to it. Um, I would say anything that might be like advanced science or something like that. Some sort of advanced physics. science could probably apply. Yeah, I'll take a I'd physics. Uh, fail. I succeeded. Fail. Okay. I felt those. Yeah. Okay. So Stevens, you succeeded. Is that what I heard? I failed. Okay. Who, who succeeded? I did. Dr. Zinni is the only one. Okay. As you all are looking around, um, and the room is, is coming back into shape. You can feel the footing once more where a moment ago there was just black void beneath you and you can look down there's the familiar metal plates of the floor etc the consoles look very similar the jump drive room is empty you see the golden 
tether kind of extending out from a small hole in the hatch through the doorway deeper into the ship. As you're looking at each other, you all see your arms like or a leg or one of your extremities just start to kind of fluctuate in and out of existence. Like they become almost translucent, like chili, you hold your hand up that you was holding the beer can and the beer can just drops as you feel your hand just phase through it. Those of you who failed, you can make a choice. You either lose two skills of your choice or one of your limbs becomes translucent and intangible. Wow. So I lose I'll my start. left arm. Okay, so yeah, Tavru. Tavru, you were like you're you were in the back near the um near the wall. You look out through the porthole. It's again that kind of black void. You don't see any sort of stars or anything. Your hand as you kind of kind of push it against it. You almost feel your hand go through it. Eventually it comes to a stop as it kind of reached maybe the above part of your elbow by your bicep. And that's where like it kind of, you can feel matter on matter, but then you kind of pull the hand back as your left arm is, uh, is translucent and intangible. Um, Snevitz, uh, you, you said an arm as well. Uh, I actually just changed my mind. If that's okay. okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's I'm going to just... get rid of two skills. Okay. All right. Keep track of, uh, just keep track of everything. There's nowhere on the sheet, obviously to do it. Just keep track of what you're doing. If you're losing skills, which arm that, you know, which, uh, which limb, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, Stevens falls over as his right leg, uh, becomes intangible. <laughs> like just goes through the floor and you stumble until above your knee, the physical portion of your thigh and up comes in contact with the floor as you stumble to the ground. Chili, I'll, what did you decide? I'll, I'll lose my theology and industrial equipment. Okay. Theology? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing <laughs> primarms in archaeology. Oh, so and Dr. Zinnia is just going to look around. At, what, what is going on? I, I feel dumber. I don't understand. I did, did, did you see the, wrong. the, the Something's wrong. He was shot in the head. In the head. Stevens. And uh, uh just he's all over. Yeah, Rue went to, to catch Stevens with her left arm, but her left arm's intangible. So. What the <laughs> So now Snevis is, is kneeling beside Stevens and looking sort of between the two of them like what happened to your leg? What happened to your arm, man? What? Well, and I can like still see the leg, right? But it's translucent. You said. Yes, it's just translucent. You can see the shape of it, but it's certainly it's certainly something you can see through as well. I'm can like I'm trying to grab it with both of my I... hands, and they're just going through repeatedly. I would like to I... stick my hand through Steven's uh, chest cavity. Does that do anything? Uh, Why it, me? Choose someone else. Like your gut. <laughs> your it's the intrusive that's why. Uh, I'm going to say, as you do this, as you take your arm and shove it through another one, everybody observing this, including Steven's, go ahead and take a point of stress as you yeah. watch as T Tavru effectively 
Temples of Dooms, Stephen, uh, by kind of pushing her her arm into his chest. But then you, when you pull it out, there's nothing in it. Like you weren't able to kind of grab hold of anything. You don't really feel anything, any sensations. You can still kind of see the fingers, the hand, the wrist, the forearm, but you can't actually feel anything like when it comes in contact That's with so it. so curious. Did you feel that, Stevens? No, no, I'm a little busy <laughs> right now. I have no leg. I have no arm and it just, I mean, I can kind of see it and I was able to, to pierce your stomach chest cavity and I- Ooh, this is not fun. This is not fun. But I'm learning so much. Do you, uh, this is so interesting. What have you learned? You've learned nothing. You've learned uh, you have no arm. What I've learned that, that I can't kill you with it. So that's wonderful. Great. Just great. Uh, Dr. Tania is going to go over to, to Snevitz and I, they, they did not replace my defective, uh, little thing. Did, did yours, did, did yours go up? Did, do you have a, if, if, if you don't mind, may, may I? So anyone who still has an intact one, it actually, um, okay. So it actually shows not just like a, a track. It doesn't show that it's actually tracked once, but it seems like it's like, it's like miscounting. So it does seem like it, like it like tracked a, like additional jumps instead of just the one. So it looks like it, like it's got like a 2.5 or something. The number doesn't add up. And all of you with a non malfunctioning one that Dr. Zinnia has, all of them say the same. Like you're all, all matching. Zinnia still says error. What? That I, I and that, 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 that's so, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get paid for this. Am I? Oh, no. And so she gives you back yours and then she wants to go over. I, yes, I, I, I understand for all of the rest of you, this must be quite distressing about your limbs, but he was shot in the head, in the head. And so she's going to walk over to kind of the area where she saw Dr. Holloway and Bill. And that's what she wants to look at. I'm curious if he was actually shot in his head or if it was a projection of the overwhelming power that was coursing through his brain. Oh, you mean that, Rue, you have me, no arm. The, the ego, the ego. Yes, the quite the ego was quite large on that one. Doctor Zinnia, when you look inside, again, it's it looks just like you saw it before. It's just you know, it's the same. Looks it looks identical to what you saw before. There's that there's that same sort of seating area. There's the, the tether. There's the hatch. You can see that there is like a hole in the hatch. It seems to definitely be airtight through which that golden golden like tether that cable has extended out and is connected to the drive you also see it snaking out and through the entrance into the drive room out into the rest of the ship uh you don't see a body on the ground you don't see any blood you don't see signs of dr holloway or the other man in the mechanic suit that looked just like him and had the name bill uh stitched onto his uh, onto his jumper you don't see text um you do the only the only person or creature that you saw was the cat, which has is like clinging to you, uh, Stevens. Like you can just feel on your good leg. The 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 cat seems to have ha, the Schrodinger seems to be a little bit nervous. I am over it. I'm swatting him away. Okay, you swat him away. Uh, so then. The Schrodinger kind of like hops, rolls, leaps, and is now on Snevitz. And it's just sort of like like rubbing next to Snevitz, making sure that there's still close physical contact. 
Then it kind of absently scratches its head, not really paying attention. You can kind of feel. This is how I know we're not toward the tension. Yeah, like there's crazy tension in the back of the cat uh, on the cat's neck. Come on, Stevens, can you stand? Uh, I I try to stand. I try to like put weight on the leg that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't work. Uh, so I just like, you know, holding on to chili. I just am wobbling on one leg now. Uh, I would can like- I field medic the shit out of this and just kind of build some kind of makeshift stump? Yeah, is there like a chair leg we can rip off and then like yeah. duct tape to his stump? Yeah. I was yeah, gonna say I'd like to use jury rigging for it. Yeah, yes. I would say Perfect. Stevens, go ahead and roll jury rigging. Take advantage from Snevitz and Tavru um, as you all break down. There is a there is a chair. It's like a swing chair that's bolted and attached to the console in the drive room. Not in the you guys can't. And when you try to, you can't get into the drive area behind the radiation shielding. That hatch seems locked. It will not let anyone in. Um, but there is one on one of the exterior consoles. And so you can kind of detach that and spend some time trying to make a makeshift stump. Yeah. Uh, 20 under 55. Okay. Uh, it, it's probably not something you want to have to wear for a long period of time as it probably would cause some some pain. But it definitely works and you're you're not tipping over any any further. Wow. Are we are we all ambulatory now? Can can we please try to follow this down the hall? Yes. Yes. Uh, do be careful. Uh, there could be another gentleman with another pistol, and we do not want our heads disintegrated. Everybody, get behind me! And she pulls uh, out her shotgun with one shell. <laughs> do you believe that they have possibly dealt with this once before, and that is why they? Uh, have confiscated our bullets? They said this was the first testing. They've never done this before. That they've told us, but who who knows if this is truly the first? I mentioned or previous would they have even kept the ammo? Because I could use the rest of mine. Uh, I do believe it was in, I believe, Tex's room. The attractive woman. Let's head to her room then. Rue, okay. give me a hand as I walk. Oh, shit. Chili, give me a hand as I walk. I got you, buddy. Okay. It is, is, has that, that <laughs> platoon voice on and has kind of told her where to get behind her and single file behind her and that kind of thing. You can um, see my shoulder, you're not behind me enough. Are you taking the, like, the most direct path there is that just all uh, together? Yeah, unless someone has a better slash smarter idea that's uh that's what she's gonna do we're just okay. gonna follow the the golden thing okay well you follow that tether out the tether does not go to uh you see it does not actually go to texas texas room at a certain point you do see it kind of disappears down one of the uh one of the lifts uh but so, it, but it's not and that far presumably away. Quarters are all sort of in one part of their ship, and they are. We were you guys have access there. to the map, just so you know. Oh, like you guys yeah, yeah, do yeah. have access right. to the map. So, are we going to Texas room to get our guns? Uh, the, well, that's um, she is what uh, Snevis wants. Oh, Snevis you're wants leading, so okay. Ammo. Okay. 
Yes, so, I suppose I can see the wisdom in that. It was quite traumatic seeing his head blown like that. So yes, I suppose. Weapons it is. All right. Uh, you head out. Uh, you follow the tether for a little bit, but you do see, like I was saying, it disappears down one of the, the lifts. You move past that. You go towards the living quarters. And there's basically the private quarters where Dr. Holloway and, uh, and, and Tex both had their own private chambers. And then you can see there's the living quarters, which were the communal bunks where you all put your stuff. Um, you Sorry, Jeff. So we just left one and we're going to six. No, you were in we the left driver. eleven. Eleven. Thank you. You're in the driver. And you're going to yeah, Thank you're going to six. Exactly. Uh so when you head to uh when you kind of get close to the to those private quarters, they again everything looks basically how you how you left it like you can hear it's a the ship sounds the way the ship sort of sounds you're not sure if you're moving or not though you can't tell if the standard engine drives are running or not it's kind of kind of got this odd ambiance to it um but when you get over to the living quarters you can see that the officer rooms are the same uh one of them has Texas name. One of them has Dr. Holloway's name stenciled in. Same sort of Green Star logistics logos and stuff. But both of them are biometrically sealed. Uh, so what that means is that they you wouldn't be able to get in unless you actually have them. Or some par- portion of them. Or hacking, perhaps? Um, you can certainly try to hack... Um, Hmm. Trying to look at what else I have. Uh, it's biometric, like handprint. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically, it's it's something, like whether it's a handprint or whether it's eyes, whatever it might be. Like you're you're t- to get inside. Uh, you can roll a hack. We'll do. Um, we're gonna leave it at disadvantage, though, uh, as you're doing, unless you actually have a sample of one of them. This is going to be at disadvantage, and the tools aren't going to aren't going to cancel that out. Was yeah. There... I... Anyway, we could hack into the thing where the body is for Doctor Holloway. Where there isn't or anything like left. Like, you guys are out of that just room. That would, that's going to be going back. So, like, let's handle what we're dealing with right now, and then if you want to go back and do that later, we can do that. But let's focus on you guys moved up to the quarters. So let's deal with this now. Um, so I'm going to take so, uh, an audience to bump it to 56 uh, plus 15, and then it'll be at a disadvantage. So mm-hmm. while uh, Zinni is doing that, um, Snevis is kind of looking at the gun in her hand like something doesn't feel right. Like something, some, something... And this doesn't feel like an extension of me like it normally does. And and uh, just that loss of the firearm skill is just like mm. just now is starting to occur to her. Uh, that's a fail. 83 over 71. Yeah, you, you're able to kind of get into the system a bit. Uh, but it, it does seem that unless you can somehow kind of spoof it to make it think that whatever kind of sample you're putting in is actually mimicking you're not able quite to do it like if you were to perhaps kind of get like uh like a like a like either fingerprints 
or if you were able to get, you know, even maybe some like DNA type of thing, you might be able to have a better time of doing it. But just like without any specific sample from text, uh, it just just a little bit harder for you to figure out right now. Well, this is just not going to work right now. Um, I, if you, if you wouldn't mind pausing for one quick second, I do want to see how Geraldine is doing. I do hope Geraldine is still here. What about those beer cans? Isn't there DNA and spit? You want my spit? No, uh, yours, not Julie, your yours spit. <laughs> but but didn't didn't you share your beer with uh, other people? Not with Tex. Just me and Stevens. Not with not with Tex. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want one? <laughs> just to go for another one. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a rucksack. It's just nothing but six packs inside. <laughs> just, just a bunch of cord light. Most useful object. You know, like those chest things where it's just ammo instead of ammo. It's just beer cans. <laughs> just a bandolier that's just yeah. got all like <laughs> beer cans down. Uh, Doctor Zinnia, you said you wanted to go and check on Gerald Dean's. You're going into the bunk. Is that what, that what you're doing? Yes. Okay. Uh, looks, you got the, the bunks are laid out exactly as you would lay, as they were laid out uh, when you were last here. However, you don't see any of your bags. Well, I, are there all of the rats that Stevens let out when we got in here? You don't see any rats in here either. Uh, S- Stevens, Stevens, uh, it, it does not. Uh, Geraldine is not here and Toma is not here and your rats are not here and our bags are not here. Yeah, I I don't know what's here. I just told you what's not here now, you know. I don't know what's going on either. Well, whatever it is, it's quite... And like, Dr. Zinni is far less, more concerned about Geraldine and Toma going missing than she is about everyone else like losing limbs and things like that. This... They're rats. They, they they scurry away. I'm sure they're fine. Uh, and I I look towards like uh, the bowl of food I left out or whatever. Would anything not be there. gone? No, the bowl's not even here. I'm sure that they're fine. They they took the bowl somewhere. Rats. They nest. And. She, Dr. Zinni is just like losing words at just how obtuse Steven seems to be being with this and just I have lost off. my leg. I'm a little preoccupied right now. And I just keep looking down at this chair leg that's like surrounded by my translucent <laughs> leg. And occasionally I just move my hand through it and like knock on the chair leg. Uh, Tavru, uh, you're I'll say you were in the back again, as uh, I didn't hear you go in. You see the the hall that kind of connects to the galley. Mm-hmm. The lights flicker again, as if there's you know like the like like they're kind of starting to come on. You look down the hallway, and you can see there's these two little glowing beady eyes in the darkness staring up at you. Then the hallway flickers on, and you can see there's Schrodinger. I'm looking up and then goes bounding back the way it came towards the galley. But then when you look over towards Snevitz, who's a couple steps forward, kind of in the doorway, the barracks, you can see Schrodinger is still right up against the leg of Snevitz, like keeping close physical contact. Paying you oh. no mind. 
Okay. Um, and uh, Tovru is going to reach into um, her pocket and she's going to pull out uh, this lipstick that she's brought along. She's got this very bright red lipstick and she's going to go up to everyone and take like their arm or their hand or something and she's going to put a mark on everyone including Schrodner. So somewhere on their back or something uh, she'll just quickly swipe the lipstick on. Um, so not to alarm you all, but I did see a duplicate of Schrodner. Um, so just as we saw, uh, Dr. Holloway have an alternate version of himself, I do believe in the debrief they did mention that we'd be entering alternate realities. So maybe the convergence effects is having some negative effects. Uh, so I have marked you all. Um, if you see yourself, kill them or run. Uh, shall we continue? There's another of me. Maybe we can share a beer. I haven't... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see them, but just be wary. And Dr. Zinnia will just sort of, like, make kind of that, like, hissing sound when you mention that there's, like, another... Like, of all the things to survive, that blessed cat is one... Okay. Back to the... Back to following the golden thread cord yes so yes also i agree um should we have a code word like what For what, what do you suggest if you run into someone say we're separated and you come across and you can't verify or if they also for some reason have lipstick now as well then we should also have a code word why well, don't we just not get separated Zinia and chili had this great phrase earlier Get a high while you fly. So okay. it should so, it should be like a, a call and response. So yes, like should, I so say get high, you say like a password. <laughs> ah, while you fly. Okay. Yes. Uh, understood. There we go. Yes. Yes. But if there are copies of us, won't they know the phrase? You two have been playing uh, in this business well, for how long now? We didn't know. We didn't decide on that being the password until. Oh, true. Uh, uh, okay, well, while you all decide, I'm gonna try and just brute force the door (laughs) and see if that does anything. Uh, you're gonna brute force the door to to like get into the the court, like the the biometrically sealed quarters, yeah, yeah, like just like putting your shoulder into it, or do you have like some sort (laughs) of cutting device? Or is it like a hinged door? Uh, it is like a, uh, what are those things called on ships? Uh, it's like kind of pocketed, uh, hermetic, like not hermetically sealed, biomedically airlock. sealed. Uh, it's not like an exterior airlock door, but it's not just like a turn the handle, open it up type mm-hmm. of sure, deal. Sure, sure. It's yeah. a spaceship it, door. Um, it's the type of thing where, bulkhead, unless you have, have thank you, bulkhead, that was what I was thinking of. Uh, thank unless you. you have like a specific, like mechanical device mm. or like a really good plan, uh, I, yeah, right, uh, just right. blowing a shoulder. I don't think it's going to work. However, no. as you go up to it, Snevitz, you stumble uh, and you look down and you can see your leg has started to um, turn translucent. Your brain gets really foggy again. The rest of you, you see whatever you're holding, Tavr, you hear the lipstick clatter on the ground as you look at your hand begins to go translucent. Uh, Chili, one of your beers falls and foams on the ground as your arm starts to go translucent as well. Everyone roll a sanity, uh, sanity test. Uh, 
So 39 over 27. 85 over 57. Yeah, 84 over 57 sanity. 57 sanity, that's wild. I failed. Which, by the way, uh, whenever I fail a sanity save, all close friendly players gain a stress. So sorry, everybody. Okay. Anybody who failed, again, same choice. One of your limbs can go translucent and begin to phase, or you can lose two skills of your choice as your brains are very foggy. No, 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 that's my good drinking arm. Yeah, I'm going to my left arm. <laughs> Steven, did you take both legs out? <laughs> Go to the floor again. <laughs> Steven um, falls. Oh, <laughs> no. Of his translucent legs go through to the level below. Oh, goodness. What is going on? <laughs> uh, I'm going to lose Rimwise and chemistry. Okay. Those are important. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. so are herbs and legs. Absolutely. I hear you. Uh, so. I believe we need to hurry. Uh, let's go. As you what? roll over to hurry. see that, <laughs> as some of you are rolling around the ground and some of you are holding whatever hands you have up to your head, you all feel the ship shudder as an explosion from kind of down the hall. I got to get a better explosion sound. That explosion sound sucks. Uh, like you hear, you hear it in the distance, uh, a couple rooms away, you feel everything shudder and like the ship itself almost like shakes for a bit. Uh, then you can hear the klaxons start kind of going as these red lights start as these various emergency lights start popping up. Uh, a couple shouts uh, cascade down the hall from like where the galley is and where the bridge is and all that kind of stuff. You can hear the sound of what you think might be Lawrence um, as he's like, as he's kind of shouting out. Um, what would you like to do? There are other people. Hello. 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 And Dr. Zinni is going to go running towards I think the shouting have, voices. Oh gosh. I think we've already determined that that is not where we should be going. Can someone carry me? <laughs> I'll pick Stevens up. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up Stevens. <laughs> I'll hold the legs, I'll hold the beers underneath while Chili gets me. Stevens, yeah, uh, Chili. <laughs> Doctor Zinnia, what were you doing? Uh, running toward the shouting voices because we can't break into okay. the store. So let's find people. You run in the direction of the voices. You see that. You go through the galley, as you've seen before, and there on top of one of the countertops, you can see Schrodinger staring at you with kind of a very wary, angry-looking face. You look down uh, the hallway towards the bridge, and you can see the back of Lawrence with his coiffed hair, who is standing in front of the bridge. He's kind of banging on it. He's like, uh, Tex... Uh, Captain, um, are you okay? Hello? Ah, and he's just kind of like banging on the door a bit. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Ah! And he kind of turns around. Ah! Ah! Who are you? Who are you? Ah! Ah! Tex! Ah! And he starts banging on the door really loud. We, we, we've, you, you do not recall meeting us. No, 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 Tex, there are intruders, <laughs> intruder alerts. He 
starts shouting at the top of his no, top no, of please, his lungs. Please, please, please calm down. We're we're trying to figure out what exactly has gone on here. We joined the crew very recently, and then when the drive was was enabled, then all things happened. And please, please do calm down. We'd very much like to figure this out. Okay, where is everybody else in this situation? Wherever Chili is. Okay. <laughs> Hover would like to continue following the gold, the like line thing. Okay. I'll be in the uh, back here. Okay. Tavri, you go. Uh, so you're following the, the, te- that golden tether down. thingy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to get on the lift and go down. Chili, Snevitz, and Stevens, the triumvirate, is apparently is all one person now. Uh, where are you guys heading? <laughs> Well, if I see that uh, Chili has Stevens, I'm going to go after Zinnia. I'm pretty not okay with someone being my Okay. So Snevitz and Tavro, you go ahead, the two of you. Climb onto the lift, uh, and you start going down to the first level. Uh, Chili, Stevens, no, I thought where do you go? No, Snevitz is going in the opposite direction. Yeah, Snevitz yeah. and Zinnia are together. Stevens and Rue and Chili are together. Oh, my bad. I got it backwards. Okay. Uh, all right. So then three of you are going down the elevator, firing the tether, Snevitz and Zinnia. You are in the, you're like kind of in the hallway of the galley, or excuse me, right between the galley and the, uh, in the bridge. Um, you hear like a, like a very loud thumping, the two of you coming from your right, like where the med bay is. You just hear thump, thump. Uh, kind of echoing, and at the end of the hall, uh, uh, who are you? Uh, and who are you? And who are you? And he kind of points at Snevitz now, as Lawrence looks very afraid. Uh, intruders! Tex! Please! Tex! Intruders! I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Are you pirates? Pirates? I don't like pirates. You don't look like pirates. Lawrence! Pirates? Lawrence! How do you know Lawrence. my name? Wait, how, how do you know my name? Because something is messing with all of us, but we all know Comfort. each other. We know Corporate each other. Espionage? We you know, work you know together. No, we work together. We know we're each other. We're on a crew together. Yes, we're on a crew together. We just joined. And then we were about to do the experiment, and then things happened. And she pulled and out that- the pedometer with the green star. I was like, look, we wouldn't have this if we didn't work together with you. Something is messing with our memories. We are here to help you, and we need you to help us. I. Okay. Yes, yes. You say you were on the ship. Look, look. This should not say 2.5. This should say 1. But something happened with the jump. And she'll toss him the pedometer. Doesn't like take a step closer. He goes to catch it and he misses and it hits him right in the face and falls. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And he picks it up off the ground. Ah! Uh, this can't be right. Do you this... not also have one? Well, no, I, I'm on salary. Uh, no, I don't have one. I'm Dr. Oh. Holloway, and I, uh, I'll, well, we're running this very... Uh, where is... Have you seen Dr. Tex? Uh, we, we, we should check the navigational logs. Uh, did you not hear that? I heard an explosion uh, from oh, the bridge. Uh, an excellent... Uh, how, how do we get in the bridge? Uh, is there I another way? I tried to... It, it, um, uh, oh, the computer's room. Yes, there's the next. Oh, yeah, they're very smart. And he's like, and so you, you guys move down the hallway 
you kind of go through this computer's room. You can see like these blinking kind of retro future type lights of various computers here and there. And you do find there is a secondary entrance onto the bridge. And when the three of you enter, uh, you can tell that definitely uh, something exploded in here. And you can see that there is damage to all of the consoles and systems. You can see that there is blood and viscera everywhere. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Oh, whoa. And uh, I want to actually both of you just go ahead and take a point of stress. No, no rule necessary. Oh, my gosh. Like seven stress. <laughs> <laughs> I just shrugged for those of you just listening. <laughs> um, Do we see a body or anything in, in here? Is... Uh, you see parts of a body uh, and you do see what looks like a uh, uh, that that mesh hat that Tex was wearing. Oh, oh. no. Oh, dear. Oh, what? Hmm. Much... Condolences for your uh, colleague. That who would do such a? Hmm. She wants to kind of look around a little bit and sort of see like what was this like a grenade? Was this seemed to be like a a gun or sort of what might have caused okay. this? Uh, uh, also, stealing yeah. herself, uh, Snevis will say maybe this is uncouth to say, but that looks like DNA. Wouldn't you agree? Mm. And and Doctor Zinnia will very awkwardly like wink at you. <laughs> it is not sly or suave in any way. It's okay. Lawrence isn't really. He's oh goodness! Oh, so much blood. <laughs> oh. This is exactly how my father went. Oh, oh, oh no! Um, oh. I'll tell you what, Doctor Zinnia. Uh, yes. Finger you or eyeball just, search. Sadly, sadly, you just got rid of chemistry, which probably would have applied here. Uh, <laughs> however, you can go ahead and roll um, an intellect. You could take advantage because Snevitz is here as well. Uh, Snevitz, you can roll too. You're a Marine. Um, so if you wanted to roll like your military, like you, if you wanted to roll like intelligence with your military training or something like that, you could potentially do that as well. So whichever okay. order you guys want to do this. Uh. Why don't you go first, Zinnia, and uh, see you? Yeah, you can, you can both make a roll, for sure. Oh, or one sweet. of you can make a roll and, like, give the other person gonna, advantage. I, either one's uh, Can I give her advantage? Sure. she'll probably do better. Okay, I would be... I'm going to grab one from the audience, which put me at 56. Yeah, okay. Give it a roll. That, that works? Okay. So, 56 is advantage. Advantage is just you roll twice, make better. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You take. Yeah, you roll two. Two tens die. Oh. D one hundred games in me. So if I roll, uh, oh, that's a um, uh, uh, forty under fifty six. Forty. Okay. Nice. Um, I'll tell you what, Zinnia. Something very interesting is the two of you are looking at this. Uh, Snevitz, even though Zinnia, even though you're struggling with remembering chemistry, that might have helped you here as you're looking for signs of like forensic incendiary, you know, sort of debris or whatever, and Snevitz, same sort of deal. You don't, you don't really notice any, you don't notice any, like, burns. You don't really notice any signs of, like, 
any shrapnel from like an exploded grenade or bomb or anything like that. And from from as best you can assess the like the captain's chair, the pilot's chair, we'll say, uh, there are some bindings that have been ripped apart and are on the ground. But it definitely looks like that is the the sort of the the nexus of the explosion. But there's nothing around that suggests like any kind of burning or any kind of common explosive residue. It's all just like the sheer physical force of it. Uh, and you can see like there's dents and things like that, knobs, and then the viscera, the bone, all that kind of stuff all over the place. Hmm. Quite, quite interesting. I, I don't see a accelerant. I don't see shrapnel. Do you think the jump itself would have caused this? But then should something not have, I was going to say, should something not have happened something is happening to us. And well, but think, think, is no yes. Well, it, it is a bit translucent. It is still visible a bit. I'm, I'm so very thankful that you did not, uh, it, it just went translucent and did not go exploding like that. Uh, that's uh, a little bit uh, thankful. Um, and then she's looking for an eyeball or a finger. Oh yeah, no problem. There's a couple of those. Okay, perfect. And so she's, <laughs> oh yes, I'm so sorry for your loss. So sorry for your loss. As she's like into her oh, lab coat pocket, sticking. I don't uh, really know Tex all that well. Uh, as long as Doctor Holloway is okay, I wonder where, where he is. This is did, very did, troubling. Did, did we not hear banging on the the door as we were walking down the hallway? Did I not hear that? Yes, banging yes, on the door, Snevitz. You heard that? Me banging on the door to get into the bridge after the explosion. Oh, I, th- oh, I thought there was a door a couple of ways down the hall. There was also some banging happening. Uh, hmm. Oh, I I didn't hear that. Which, where? What, what, what room? Uh, it, it, it was uh, it's, it's, it's through, through this room back to the main hallway and then the next door on the way back out. I thought there was banging on the other side of that room. If you backtrack, it goes to the med bay. You can backtrack to the med bay door. And you do hear a, like a little thump. very heavy thump. It's not like a constant banging. It's just an occasional like thump. Snevitz, this might be a time that your, um, I, I believe you call it brute force, the door. I, I think you might be able to do that here. Uh, try. <laughs> Where's it? Uh, what's your strength? Uh, strength 39. Uh, that's probably enough. It's a, but you're able to kind of force it open. Um, and you realize that like, it's not so much like when you try to go through it normally, it doesn't kind of open up properly, but it does feel like there was something on the other side. When you open it up, you can see that the room is quite dark. It's the med bay. You all just kind of maybe peeked in it before. It's very, very dark, and you see it's kind of flickering here and there. And the light kind of comes in, goes out, comes in, goes out. And when it comes in, you all see a massive oversized crowbar that is spanning the entirety of the room. Something like a five, 600-pound crowbar. And it's just sort of like sliding slowly down the side of the wall. Like you can see like the one side of it is like thump. As it's like slowly rattling, but it's so big, it's almost like it's almost like perfectly uh, the width of the room itself. While you guys are looking at that, 
let's cut back over then to Chili and Stevens and Tavru as you're following the tether down and you get to level one. You can see the tether moves off kind of towards the, uh, like away from the drive section, away from Stern. And uh, you, like this long hallway that you were kind of being motioned towards when you first got on, you come to this like intersection where there's like the life support system on one side, cargo bay kind of down the waist uh, towards the other side. Uh, you do see the tether uh, is going into looks what looks like the life support systems. We were going to, to split up. We should have come up with some sort of password or passphrase so that when we see each other again, we know that we're not copies. I thought you we did. Hit your head. Well, we didn't actually decide on one, did we? We just split up. Yes, but I also mocked everyone with lipstick. And you apparently muted yourself. What if the copies have lipstick? What do you do when you fly? We just say it backwards. Anyways, I vote we go into life support. You seem to know where you're going. I'll follow you. I can't go another way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how is Chili holding me, by the way? I've got you strapped with my bathrobe just on my back. <laughs> Your bathrobe. <laughs> oh, I got a backpack. Are you, is he looking, uh, are you back to back? Are you back to back? Or is do you have the like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the front so we can see where we're going. Okay, all right. So he's just like, so okay. he is my head over his shoulder. <laughs> Baby burning. <laughs> Uh, since that's a little distracting, I'll say Tavru, you hear voices inside. Um, it actually almost sounds like Dr. Holloway is talking to himself. You hear, ah, ah, no, 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 wait, 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 we can figure this out. We can figure this out. There's no, 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 calm down. No, 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 no. I already figured it out. I already know exactly what's going on here. I know what you're trying to do. I know what your little your little boy toy is trying to do, and I'm not going to have any of it. What do you want to do, Tavru? Uh, yeah, you know, let's make some bad decisions. Uh, she's going to enter the room. Okay. You go into the room, uh, uh, and you're just going in, clear as day. She's going to uh, knock. Uh, Dr. Holloway, we are looking for you. Do you knock and, like, open the door? At like, the it's, same time. It, all these are, like, like bulkhead. Oh, pull out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, like, yeah. like, you kind of, like, pop the side and opens yeah, up. That's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, how I'm envisioning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you do that, and you're like, oh, Dr. Holloway. You look in, and you can see that there's... Fairly familiar looking life support layout. There's CO2 and H2O recyclers. There's uh, looks like a series of like emergency O2 uh, cylinders, a couple tools here and there. Most of this room is just is controlled up by the computer section of the ship. And it's not, you know, it's not something like there's a there's a basic like observation terminal here and there that you can kind of check on things. But for the most part, uh -huh. the controls are from the bridge and from and from computer set. Um, but what you see in here as you follow the tether is you can see that Dr. Holloway 
uh, with a very pained look on his face, uh, has the the device, the suit on the tether, uh, is goes right into his head, uh, and you can see standing over top of him uh, is that same figure that you saw inside the engine room uh, with the sort of the the mechanics, uh, you know, co- uh, overalls, uh, coveralls, I should say, with the Green Star logo. Bill, they look very much alike he looks way more like greasy and a little bit more um uh kind of a little bit more muscular in some ways but their faces are exactly and their voices sound exactly the same and the one on the on the knees kind of look kind of cocks his head oh help me help me please help me please 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 please." and then uh before you get a chance to do anything the uh, the guy bill pulls the trigger on his laser pistol and you see the head of Dr. Holloway obliterate. Everyone, including Snevitz and Zinnia, you see the room almost within a moment or two. Everything around you, the the crowbar, uh, the, uh, the various med bay terminals, the cabinets, those of you down by the life support room where the cylinders are and the various recyclers chili and stevens out in the hallway looking towards the cargo the walls the floor the ceiling all of it begins to sort of dissipate uh into uh into kind of like this black void again and the body of dr holloway goes with it taver you can see you're standing face to face like just a couple feet away from the guy with the name bill and he kind of looks at you headcocks and he says something, but you can't hear him. Uh, but you can probably read his lips. And he just says, well, that's new. Uh, and just like that, everything begins to sort of come back. Uh, all of you, go ahead. Uh, so, Stevens, you realize as you are, as your brain is foggy, uh, everything kind of is sort of strange. Stevens, you, one of your legs begins to reform. Uh, no longer a translucent. You can pick which one it is. Anybody else who um, who had a translucent arm, same thing. It starts to reform once more. Uh, those of you who've had like foggy memories, kind of forgetting your, you know, you forgot a skill. Um, you can basically like this moment of clarity as it winks back uh, comes in. So so you either you can basically regain one lost skill. Or a limb, so you pick. So if you did, if you did one of each, then you just pick one. So either one lost skill or one of your limbs uh, comes back. Is this just for the three that are there? This is for all of you. Ooh, I suddenly the feel same. Scared. The same effect is happening everywhere, except uh, except you're just kind of seeing different scenery when it comes back, uh, and then Stevens falls yet again as his leg gets caught up in Chili's bathrobe. <laughs> God dang it. Okay. Left arm comes back into focus. And then you can roll a sanity save, everybody, once you've gone through and reset your skills and reset your translucent limb. And again, if you have anything, if you have any skill that you think would help you uh, in this situation, adapt to this crazy moment like whether it's something scientific whether whatever whatever me if you have a skill that you think would apply you can take audience dice for saves yeah you can take gives you a plus 10 one so would i please and that's a plus 10 yeah plus 10 yeah 
What about zero G since I'm always falling? <laughs> Uh, 23 and 28, so I made it this time. I'll give you zero G just for the sake that you're used to being in space and weird shit happens in space. Okay, so that means I got a 97 over 37. (laughs) (laughs) 57 fail. Uh, Rue passed. Tovru passed. Yeah, I passed too. Passed. Fucking time. Okay. Anybody who failed. You either lose two skills or one of your limbs goes translucent. Oh, no. As my right arm is starting to come back, it just starts going translucent again. It's like, oh, you feel like your, you feel your cheek for a second and then it just, your hand goes through again. Stevens, you look down, you almost put your foot down to balance, but then it just, it gives out again as you slide down and you, you you struggle to the back of Chili. Chili I won't have any limbs by the end of the session. (laughs) Uh, am I still in front of that man? When the, when everything, when the void comes back, you are still inside of the, the room uh, that you were in before. Chili and Stevens, you're still out in the hallway. Uh, and if you peek in the door, you can still see Tavru. It certainly still looks like, um, it certainly still looks like the, um, What's it called? Uh, the life support room. It's got all the same kind of sort of tools and such here and there, same sort of tanks and everything. All of that seems there. You see no signs of the body of Dr. Holloway. You see no evidence of Bill, the guy with the the name on the on the jacket. Uh, uh, everything okay in there, Rue? Uh, well, uh, you know the man, the Dr. Holloway, but in the, the Bill jumpsuit... Uh, he killed another Dr. Holloway. Another one. So, currently, uh, three realities, perhaps? Uh, possibly more. Uh, so I do believe my theory that they have done multiple jumps could be true. Has our credits moved at all? You do ex- in- indeed see that your pedometer has jumped forward again multiple. It's it's not just it's not just giving you credit for a single jump, but multiple jumps. The other thing, Chili and Stevens, you notice out in the hallway is that 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 golden tether is still there, except it doesn't curve into life support the way you saw it before. It said it snakes into the cargo bay. Oh, what are we at now? Are we at? What do, you, what do you mean? What, do you, what are you at? I don't understand. For the, the pedometer, are we at five? Uh, it's like, uh, yeah. So it's basically, it's basically like every, like you're getting like a little bit more than a single jump, but not quite three okay. jumps. Somewhere in between one and three jumps per weird shift into black void. Uh, okay. So while you guys think about that, let me explain to Doctor Zinnia and Snevitz what you see uh, as you all are inside the doorway to the med bay goes to black void comes back lawrence is gone you can still snevitz you can still feel right next to you schrodinger is on your leg uh still kind of clinging to it still with you when you look into the med bay that giant crowbar is gone There's that flickering black lights. Snevitz, you feel the, you feel Schrodinger suddenly kind of tense up a bit. 
like right there as you're standing in the doorway to the med bay looking into that kind of dark flickering room starts to hiss and then when the lights come back both snevitz and dr zinnia you see a swarm of rats come charging at you except each one of these rats they look very strange they have the body of a rat the tail of a rat but you said the head is like this very small kind of bald yellow skinned almost humanoid looking face that is charging at you you guys have a moment to do something what do you want to do we slam the door absolutely close it one of them let's see if one of them can get through one of them manages to get into the doorway as you slam it i will a, kick from the jerk towards it <gasps> uh well no no that's, that's that's not what i meant like as you were closing oh. it you slam it on top of it uh and oh, like okay. it, good, good. and you hear all <laughs> as there's like this little mini localized explosion you see a little shake of the door uh and then like there's like this, this sort of red and yellow goo uh that's uh that's seeping down the side uh quick 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 question H- humanoid face human like someone we recognize human no just, just pretty um just, not unremarkable didn't really see any like no eyebrows or mouth or anything. just just it's like a yellow face it's snippets that that room just had just a moment ago had a a, a wrench crowbar right giant crowbar yes yes uh I'm looking over at lawrence does are any of his ones lawrence isn't here lawrence isn't here it's just the two of you and it's schrodinger you look over you talk to lawrence and you realize lawrence isn't there actually he's lawrence was here was he not was was yes very 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 much was you 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 did an excellent job of calming him down earlier actually the pedometer was so smart you calmed him down much better than i did but now he is gone Thank and you. <laughs> um dr zinnia is gonna crouch down and try to get sort of like face to face with the cat schrodinger yeah yeah okay why is it that you always seem to be here? No matter what else is going on, you always seem to be here. Sort of. Head kind of turns to the side. And then yeah, so fast, <laughs> Paul comes up and scrapes your face. Dr. <laughs> sure. Oh, no, it's back, kitty. <laughs> you grab the kitty, Stevitz, and she just starts licking your chin. So affectionate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are no... Toma, you are no Toma. Hmm. Hey, listen, so we might die. Uh, <laughs> so this, I need to say yes, this to this, someone. This seems clear that we, yes. Yes. Uh, Stevens <laughs> might be my brother. I haven't told anybody, but I was adopted. Similar. And, you know, from an orphanage. And, and I was told I had a brother. And I think it would be Stevens. Well, that is quite the. It, it, it would it would be sad if you were not I able to like talk about that. So do I? Like we have the same chin and you, the same nose. You, very, very, and and 
Zinnia sort of a little taken aback by like <laughs> this one she finds attractive that looks similar to this one that's not so much. And she's like, mm, hold, yes. hold, hold it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, I, I, I certainly hope that we can solve this mystery and, and the two of you are, are able to. Um, and she just sort of pats Nevitz on the, the shoulder back. As you two are hugging, Dr. Zinnia, you look over Snavit's shoulder towards where the med bay is, where the little rat with the golden head exploded. You can see like a little bit of goo is sort of like coalescing and forming. And there is now even a tinier little kind of roach sized creature with a, what you think is like this bulbous golden head. It's very difficult to see. And it begins sort of skittering up towards like Snevitz's leg. Oh, and really w- without any um, suaveness to this at all, Zinnia just sort of pulls back um, and kind of reaches into her bag very quickly and pulls out. Uh, she has a sample kit. So she's just going to be, you know, kind of like <laughs> sort of like pushes you away because there's work to be done. Okay. And she kind of pulls Hell out the yeah. sample kit and just, just stamp, woof, 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 woof. And <laughs> she's going to like just kind of like ease that into kind of this little like tube, put the cap on it. When, so you, you pick it up and grab it in your test tube and the two of you here. You hear the sound of Lawrence. His voice sounds a little different, but you can hear what sounds like, oh, help, 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 oh! uh, coming from right around the corner. You are in the med bay. You think it's probably coming from the science lab. So I'll ping where you guys are. You are, are in three, which is the med lab and the science, or assuming the med bay, the science lab is five. Well, at least he always makes a large sound so that we know exactly where he is when he appears again. Let us go. So Zinnia like puts the sample in her bag, kind of puts everything back together. Are you you ready? You skitter back into the galley and you see it looks mostly the same. There is one very large difference sitting on top of the table in the middle that's bolted to the floor. Uh, is another Schrodinger cat, except where a Siamese cat's head was, there is now a fairly large yellow bald male face. And you just hear like coming from, uh, coming from that voice as the mouth kind of opens, you just hear howdy. We're going to cut down to Chili and Tavru and Stevens. What? 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 No, no, I'm sorry. We're cutting to <laughs> other people are trying to play the game, Melissa. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Chili and Stevens and Tavru, you are in this. You're in the, uh, on the on the first floor, level one. You are in uh, the life support systems. There's no one here. Uh, the tether seems to go into the cargo area. What do you three want to do? Um. So either we follow again to the cargo area uh, or we try and investigate elsewhere. I do believe if we do enter the cargo and Bill is there with another Dr. Holloway, uh, we will go through another horrifying ordeal again where we're in the void and it sees us. We have to think about everything. 
my leg almost came back when we saw Bill. Uh, maybe if we see him again, I get both my legs back. Uh, okay, well, you must be prepared to remove the apparatus that we have attached to you. Because what if your leg reforms and it's now the apparatus is in the middle? Uh, it could the prosthetic's be... gone at this point. When I have only one leg, I'm not using one prosthetic. Or when I have zero legs, I'm not using one prosthetic. Oh, okay. Uh, so what what do you vote? Follow your lead. Let's keep the tether. Oh, okay. Stevens? Okay. Yes? Tether. Let's okay. get to the bottom of this. I want my legs back. Tavru, you open the door into the cargo bay following the tether. So the cargo bay looks mostly like you've left it before. Tons of crates of all sizes. Uh, same kind of Green Star logo on them. Tons of, you know, there there's food, tool, tools, supplies, fuel, all sorts of things in here. Um, that's At least that's what Tech said when he came in. Um, you do see that the tether seems to kind of snake through a couple stacks of them and is like in this sort of dark corner uh, of the cargo bay behind a few stacks of these uh, strapped down crates. Okay. Uh, Do we have like different ways to like flink around it? I mean, it's a tether going into a corner, so like oh, it's you just can, in a corner. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's just in a corner of the cargo bay, so like you can, if you want to take different angles, you can. Uh, yeah, to- you know, she powers on. Okay. Uh, when you so you start kind of climbing over tops of some of these crates and things like that. Uh, give me a speed test uh, as you do so. Uh, Stevens and Chili, what are you two doing? And if you have like a lettuce or something, Chili's doing. I do not. Let's see what the transporting. Check out the cargo. Okay, you're gonna start checking out the cargo. Okay. Yeah. That is a fail. Okay, so as Toffer is kind of climbing over top of some of these stacks, Chili and Stevens, you start kind of opening up some of these crates here and there, and almost like. At the exact same moment, Tavru falls, kind of like stumbles into a stack of these crates. Two small ones, maybe that one one of them's sort of the size of like a like a big milk crate. Uh, another one a little bit like more rectangular and a little bit longer. Uh, they both fall to the ground and sort of open up. Chili, you and Stevens are going through a much bigger one, and like the lids kind of pop off, and you guys see just kind of sitting up in the middle of those crates, each one of them. Uh, and almost like in, in this sort of almost happens like in unison, you can see these various shaped people uh, with yellow bald heads features. They've got what looks like these small kind of coveralls on. And you can see there's the name, a name tag that says Bud. And they all of them at the exact same time echoing throughout the cargo bay say, Howdy. Uh, each uh, each of you go ahead and take a stress, and I'll, obviously Zinnia and Snevich, you probably should have actually taken it. Actually, no, oh. you guys are fine. You got no, no, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. Uh, howdy, howdy, uh, Tavru. You hear from the corner. You hear just like this babbling. Uh, you hear 
Um, it sounds like Dr. Holloway's voice. <laughs> Pawn, fate, thrill, phone. Pawn, fate, thrill, No howdy, no howdy, no howdy. Uh, I want to try and rip the helmet off his head. Uh, okay, so you go stumbling uh, over, uh, and you want so you're gonna try to rip. So you're just basically trying to rip the helmet off. Uh, yeah. Chili and Stevens, what are you guys doing? Talking to these bald heads. Okay, what do you say? What are you? Who are you? Howdy. Yes, Why howdy. are you here? Howdy. 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 What? Howdy. As you're, as you're screaming, howdy, howdy, why are you here at them? Tavra, you, you hop over, you see there's Dr. Holloway in the corner babbling. You grab the helmet. You're like tearing like the tether and the helmet off and you hear, no, 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 and you rip it free. And all of a sudden your, all of your brains go very foggy. The entire world begins to go dark as you see the howdies, the cat, the, uh, the, the various floors, crates, ceilings, walls diminish until it's nothing but black void. Uh, each of you who have lost a limb, you can see your limb begins to rematerialize in front of you. Any of you who, uh, who have lost skills, optionally instead of reclaiming a limb you can get a skill back and then when you're done doing that roll a sanity test as the world begins to reform once more around you i have another audience dice please uh let me check the total yes awesome i get an 11 uh it's a hey very nice. Oh, very nice. You can, uh, I can't remember if there's an effect for it, but you can restore uh, a sanity. You can gain, gain a sanity, like, like reduce your sanity. That's by one. a fail. That's the best. Keep rolling the same thing. Okay, there we go. Sorry, did you say stress or sanity? Uh, it's, uh, it's stress is the, is the thing that tracks. Like the sanity right. is the roll, so you can right. reduce yes, your stress by one. Thank you. I am never going to pass a sanity check. Uh, I failed again. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, have with uh, the audience last time. Okay. So as the world... I rolled a 94, so <laughs> there is no saving me. As the world begins to materialize itself, uh, once more we'll start in the cargo where Chili, Stephens, and Tavru, you are once again here. Uh, Tavru, your hands are kind of in the shape of um, of like kind of holding that strange helmet device. However, uh, it is not in your hands. Dr. Holloway is not in front of you. Chili and Stevens, you are by these, this open crate where there had been a, um, a strange man with, um, with what looks like, uh, like that bald yellow face not there now uh instead inside that crate you can see what looks like all sorts of bags and sacks of catnip what is going on what is going on 
Uh, Stevens, I do believe I have said previously, listening ears, please, uh, different realities, yes? Why are my legs in different realities? Why is my arm still in a different reality? Uh, because it didn't, it wasn't able to come with us. I don't. So the question, the most important question, do we continue to just keep finding Dr. Holloway and keep jumping from reality to reality? Or is there a way to get back to our reality? Because uh, Audi men, I, I, do, I did not like that. That was weird. Stevens reaches out to strangle Rue, but just can't reach because he's still <laughs> got no legs. As that's happening, Chili, you hear something kind of behind you, and you hear something kind of clatter. You turn around, and you see a naked man, uh, sort of on almost like on all fours, like with his arms kind of down, and like a almost like a monkey style, like leaping and kind of knocking stuff over and just kind of looks up at you and it's just skirting left and right not familiar doesn't look like anyone you necessarily know kind of heavy beard very like a lot of lot of like body hair as well not a whole lot of grooming going on here just sort of like moving a little bit back and forth kind of staring up at you i'll stare back watch his movements okay um okay. Uh they they hop up on a on a crate and then they kind of like hit the ground and then up to their mouth. Hit the ground up to their mouth. Looks at the crate uh. next to me and throw some of that catnip over. Oh, uh you see as you throw the catnip over it. <laughs> And it just kind of with this like feral, and then just continues to kind of like hit the ground, and then it's in its mouth. You get the sense it wants food, but they're not a cat, and you just threw a cat in it. <laughs> I don't have food on me. Rude. Do you have anything, Steven? <laughs> what a beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a poor puddle on the ground of beer. Okay, so you see it like so we can lap it up like a cat. Slowly, kind of like, like hops over in this very monkey style movement, like very carefully, constantly looking at you. Leans down, and then goes to town on it, like, and starts like drinking it up. Uh, oh, I've got more of that came from. We will. Uh, so while you're feeding beer to this uh, feral monkey-like human. We'll cut to Zinnia and Snevitz. You were in the galley when you watch the world dissipate around you. You come back, your brain's swirling. You look up. You are still in the galley. Snevitz, you can feel Schrodinger still kind of on your leg or on your arm, whatever it might be, still next to you. You're looking straight ahead, Zinnia, and in the, in the galley, for the most part, when you look at it, it, it doesn't look like radically different, but it, it certainly doesn't look like it's, um, it doesn't look like it's, it, like the table is not actually there, and st- but like 
the rest of the shape of the room is the same. Instead, you just kind of see along the outsides, there's just like a like like a trough that kind of goes along the outside. Uh, and you see right in the middle, um, you can see the cat that has the cat body and that yellow head. Howdy! And standing a few feet from uh, you see the body, or not the body, but you see Dr. Holloway, tether attached to his head. <sighs> kind of turn and look at the howdy and look at you like, ah, 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 ah. And he just starts like freaking out. <laughs> and it kind of starts stumbling towards one of you. It hurts so much. Grabs you, Zinnia, and just, ah, 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 What hurts? What hurts? Everything. Stop it. Stop it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. I'm going to. Uh, You can certainly try, but as you do, you realize you can't. As every, you slice at it, you cut at it, you tear at it, and like there's no cutting that cable. Can you just get out of it? I'm going to hold it and ask the end. No, 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 at something unseen. <laughs> and he's just what, still clinging to your arm. What's the cat doing? How in all this? <laughs> Looks at you, comes over, and much like the original Schrodinger, just kind of rubs on you and like kind of looks over towards regular Schrodinger and is just like, oh, howdy. And then regular Schrodinger says, meow. Howdy. Meow. Howdy. And that goes back and forth for a minute or two. While Schrodinger is, uh, or not Schrodinger, while Holloway is like panicking, like squeezing onto your arm, uh, Zinnia, and and, and sort of begging for uh, for Lawrence, who, I remind you, was screaming for help. Uh, But that was before the entire entire world basically just, uh, you know, did the thing. Zinnia, as much as I hate to leave you alone, can I leave you with the doctor and I will just go find him. Just to go find, find him. Yes, just go. Go. Okay, so so Snevitz, where do you go? I'm following where I thought I heard the scream. Okay, so if you just want to go, yeah, you go down a short hallway from the galley. Uh, you kind of go up to the door and you you see that there is like a very kind of odd looking panel next to the door that you would normally kind of punch in. It just, it, it doesn't look quite the same. Like the mechanics of the opening the door looks a little different. Doesn't honestly make any real sense at all. Actually. It's just like this, what the hell does that even do? Is it this circular and just like this circular Kind of, not a, not an orifice so much as like a circular panel. There's like a pressure pad on it or something. Do I have any way to? What? No, I I have a I have my notebook and my pen that I 
scratch terrible poetry and can I, can I uh, uh, try and draw this to take back Angelo's union? Sure. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, do I need to roll anything? No, no, no. Or? You can just do it. Like this doesn't require a roll. Uh, Zinnia, you're in here. The guy's still clinging to you. When you see, you, you hear a voice coming from speaker somewhere. Who are you? Uh, who, Zinnia? Who, who are you? <gasps> you hear the, you hear like alarms start ringing and a voice kind of comes out. Uh, that same voice says, pets are loose in the galley. Please retrieve and put them back in their pens. Who who do you think you are? No, pet. This is not a... No. Dr. Holloway, does that voice belong to someone you employ? Uh, Dr. Holloway is still clinging uh, to your to your arm and is just like... Mm. <laughs> you hear the door oh. down the hallway, Zinnia, burst open, and you see stumbling onto the ground, out, coming out of the med bay, standing up and kind of running with fear on his eyes. You can see that guy, Bill, as he runs into the galley. Ah! Oh, perfect. And he starts to draw his laser pistol. When the klaxons get louder, all of a sudden, all of the entryways, the doorways that like the hallways that kind of lead out of the galley, these airlocks just boom, come down like these sturdy bulkhead doors just slam down, shaking snevits. You are now trapped between the bulkhead that goes into the galley and the door that goes into the science lab. And Zinnia, you, you hear the sudden as gas starts kind of entering in. Uh, go ahead and roll, let's say a, uh, we'll make this like a strength test. If you have anything like athletics or something, you can go ahead and, and roll that. Um, sure don't, but I've got a 43 in strength and I'll take, uh, do we have any audience left? Let me check. I think we do. We do 53, 37 under 53. Uh, okay. You, <laughs> you feel yourself getting a little drowsy. <laughs> You can see the man up in front uh, with the gun is kind of pointing it at you. Dr. Holloway is, is is like crouching behind you. And the man holding the gun points you across <coughs> as well. And you can see he's getting a little sturdy. Please get out of my way. I'll shoot you if it's, I have to. I don't want to, but I really need to shoot that one out of the way. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything. We've seen it. Over and over, it doesn't solve anything. There's a different solution. That is not it. And you see manifesting between you and him, uh, you see what looks like this this hologram begins to form. Uh, this large cat uh, and this uh, sort of, kind of bluish hollow. Like you can see it even even brighter as the whatever gas is coming into the, the galley uh, is happening. Uh, kind of stands between you and you can hear the voice once more. Tisk tisk. Oh, what horrible person uplifted these despicable humans? This is so oh, goodness. This is repulsing. This is an affront to nature. Don't worry. Go to sleep. Yes, yes. Go to sleep. The two of you kind of get really, really drowsy. We're gonna cut back into the cargo bay. <laughs> cargo bay. You've got this 
monkey man in front of you, lapping up beer. What do the three of you want to do? Did we have another, like, golden cord coming out from anywhere in here? Don't see anything in here now. Um, from what Kofu, you know, it, it connects Dr. Holloway to the drive. To the, yeah, so that's what Tovru would want to do is go back to the drive room. Okay. Do you have a name? Talking to the monkey man. Audi? <laughs> Shall we see if you can get it to come with us? I'll put a hand out. I'll tell you what, you gave it beer. It will flinch at first, but then kind of lean and genuflect a little bit, and then your hand kind of starts petting it on its head, and it's just and very much like a dog. Uh it, it just sort of sort of start, starts to like its leg starts to go as you manage to hit the right spot. Come on with us, boy. Or man, I should say. And so this loping kind of naked man <laughs> covered in the hair because he's probably never had a haircut in his life starts loping like after you. <laughs> um, you guys get to the lift to go back up. Uh, and I assume you're, you're trying to get back to the drive, right? Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you get over to the lift uh, and you can see standing in the middle of that lift is Schrodinger. Like regular Schrodinger. Like the Schrodinger that like you've seen. the one that I marked with lipstick? Uh, no, in fact. But it looks like a regular cat. And you hear a voice suddenly as the mouth of Schrodinger begins to move. And it looks in the direction of Stevens. And it says, Oh, Stevens, I'm so grateful you're still okay. I've missed you so much. And begins to slowly prowl over towards you. Oh, oh I was very worried about you. Everything was, was absolutely terrifying. Oh, goodness. And he just kind of looks up at you. And that's where we're going to go ahead and end for tonight, I think. <laughs> Instinctively pull back my leg just to realize it's not there. It's not there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy okay. shit. There you go. That is episode one. Oh, boy, guys. Yeah. Boy, you guys really I thought got I wouldn't have fast. any wins. Does that oh. happen at all how you expected it to happen? <laughs> uh... It went a little faster, I thought, uh, than I than I anticipated. I figured, I didn't figure we'd get as many jumps, uh, but uh, but we did. We got a couple jumps there. So that was that was nice. That was nice. A little more than I thought. We, we lost skills. We gained skills. We lost skills. Again. <laughs> I think that's what really pushed us forward. We're like, fuck! I need to get my legs back. <laughs> Except There's, like I gained yeah. one thing and then I lose two things. <laughs> Not ahead with this equation. It's a really tricky. It's a really tricky scenario to run because like there is a certain amount of prep you can do, but then it's then after that it's just reaction and like even for the right <laughs> like it's just going to be reaction for now because there's so many like rolls and stuff that you do like that, that sort of changes the way it is and I'm trying to run it true and it's just like, whew, like I feel like, really bad that the party is split into three groups. <laughs> I think it's hilarious actually. <laughs> like yeah. you guys are triggering shit all over here. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> 
uh, Edo, this is uh, this is a scenario called Roadwork. It is from the Whole Breach uh, anthology that came out earlier this year. Uh, so this is the one I'm doing. If you want to take a look at it, fucking delightful. It's so cool. <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just uh, unsettling in all the right ways. <laughs> the, the sanity I always feel a little bad because the sanity saves it's like it's sanity save over and over again and I feel bad for Stevens but you know I don't know it's I mean I think shit. most of us have pretty bad sanity to be fair except for really just scientists because <laughs> yeah. scientists are the ones who get bonuses to to sanity and then I think marines get bonuses to fear yeah, so like, they, yeah. They, they, they my, my, actually I forgot that Y'all should be making fear saves when I feel one time. Oh, yeah. You start shooting the gun out. <sighs> Next time I'll remember. All right, everybody. <laughs> Do you at least have decent fear? I have decent fear. Because I have 26. So if we're hanging out together, I'm rolling a 26. So I think we, we have opposite sides, basically. Yeah. All right. Um so we'll have another session of this. I th- well, we should be able to finish it, I think, next time, but we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. This is fun. So uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, do, do you guys have a sense of what's happening? Yeah, my legs are in Schrodinger's box, except I'm looking inside it. Okay. I don't, and I love that I don't. Okay. I mean, somehow we've got to disconnect him. Yeah. That's about as far as I've gotten. <laughs> just getting stuck in between jumps is what I'm sensing so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you guys are. You guys, I mean, I, you're, you're circling around it. I think you're like there's there's some there's some key bits that you still have to like kind of get from from certain areas. But again, like there's so many things are random roles, and so like it, it sort of shifts when that information might come to you depending upon yeah. when you roll. So sometimes you're encountering things without context. Sometimes you're encountering things with all the context in the world. So like it's it's. It's this is the type of scenario I feel like you could run like three or four times and and have like vastly different. Um, I can see that vastly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, all right. Let's do some plugs. Uh, let's start with my tray. My tray. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh when I'm not forcing myself it against these guys, I might please wins on YouTube. Um, should uh, check me out if if you want. Fantastic. Uh, link is in the chat. Link is in the description if you're watching this later on YouTube. Uh, as for us, next game is Monday where you can see uh, me. Uh, you can see, which is probably not enticing, but you can see Melissa and you can see my tray as we're playing. Um, we're playing Fragged Empire. Uh, full party as we're finally going to find Jeremy. He has finally apologized Yay. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we're letting him rejoin. And... Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Joe. Joe's in the chat. There he is. Yeah. Uh, we had a delightful conversation between a bacteria and a fungus. It was awesome. Uh, so what else after that? Uh, Tuesday. Steven, what's going on on Tuesday? We are back to Marvel Multiverse RPG. We're going to be uh, in our X-Men universe, Earth LOL. Uh, Jeff will be there. Melissa will be there. And then Kipser and Aaron should be a lot of fun. We're playing our custom X-Men. Uh, and they are... Uh, in some deep shit right now. Uh, they think they're doing well, but they're going to find out how poorly they're actually doing. <laughs> Spoiler <Yeah>. alert. <laughs> I don't really listen to his threats because they're all empty. He threatens, yeah. <laughs> they're all so empty. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Always. So it's like a yeah. challenge to me, Stephen. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see what I, what do I have for that Thursday? We'll be doing some werewolf, the apocalypse, uh, a lot of the same folks from X-Men, not Steven though. Uh, he said no, uh, but you can, you can catch us over there on Thursday. Lots of fun in that. Uh, Friday, we'll be back to Delta Green, where Steven <laughs> tried to ruin the campaign, uh, just tried to end it really fast. Because, like, you know I what? feel like I was pretty successful. <laughs> Fuck all these people in New York. Let's just get them all killed. That's basically what, what, what Steven was thinking. The game designer wouldn't put it in the adventure if they didn't want me to do it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is a weird theory. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, we'll be back to this and we'll have the conclusion of our road work for, uh, for Mothership. Uh, also, Yay. check out the YouTube page if you haven't. Adventures and Lollygagging. We just started up Session Zero last night over new Warhammer 40k Wrath and Glory games. That should be going up on YouTube pretty soon. Uh, and you can uh, see other things like Monster of the Week and all of our old games like Die and Haunted West and a bunch of stuff. Uh, so if you haven't already subbed uh, over at uh, YouTube, please do so. It'd be awesome. And if you haven't followed us here on Twitch, that'd be great as well. We are going to go ahead and raid our friends at the boys from the Baltic Star. They're playing Orbital Blues, which is a favorite of mine and ours. We've played it before. It's very, very good. Uh, have a great rest of your night, everybody. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Howdy. Bye.